everybody, and welcome to Chat from a Hat. I'm your host, Josh Brown, along with my co-host, Caleb Luther. Caleb, how are you, my friend? How are you doing? I'm good. It was my last day before my vacation. Vacation, vacation all I ever Summer vacation wanted. coming in a little late this year, but it's the vacation nonetheless. That's the lot, and that's all that we can use of that song so we don't get copyright striked. <laughs> Caleb, you know what the funny thing about today is? What? Is that we can use any music that we want from the from what we're going to talk about today because we technically own it. We could. So I mean, they'd probably still be like, uh, "Excuse me, excuse me." I was like, uh, "We made you that." Cannot, you cannot. Remember when remember we made when that we got, music? Um, remember when we used something on YouTube and we got copyright striked for that? That happens. Remember to, that? That happens but to we'll, me with we'll, my own music we'll, we'll, too. We'll yeah. talk. We'll talk about that here in a yeah. little bit, um, Caleb. As we always do, we talk about last week's episode first. Um, last week we got a lot of uh, feedback from people. Um, sure. Did you have any of it pulled up, or did we just decide that you know we got I, a lot of feedback? I tried to, but it just wasn't. <laughs> I well, couldn't. I, it wasn't. It wasn't. The comments like disappeared for some reason. I, I do remember somebody. Yeah, I know some. I, I know do remember one. Per, one person said, "Well, obviously you could have Castaway." On there. Somebody oh, yeah. Said that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, was like, I saw but, that. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. Anyway, uh, we appreciate everybody that's listened. Caleb, uh, by the way, uh, I told you this earlier, but I wanted to put it on the on the show as well. This is our most downloaded month this month uh, since our beginning of doing this thing. So we appreciate everybody yeah. listening um, and taking the time to um, download and listen and share and do all that stuff because that's it's big help to us and um, it makes us really happy and proud that. You all are listening, and uh, gives us motivation to continue to to do the show. Yeah, um, we're going to do it anyway, even if it's just yeah, you know. But we anyway, don't, we don't need you. But please, <laughs> but please, we don't need you. But we need you. But please, please download. Please, it. please download and, and share and listen and stream and, and comment us and tell us how good we are. Ooh, ooh, yes, because we like that. We like we those like pats that. on the backs. We you do, know, we do, we do. <laughs> anyway. That's why we do it. Anyway. Um, Caleb, uh, you said you were going on vacation. Uh, you were going to the beach, is that correct? I'm going to North Myrtle Beach. North Monday. Myrtle. I hope there's Which not a today, lot of people. I, I, technically, this episode drops on Monday. Technically, so, so you so I'm on left. the way to the beach by the time you're listening to this. I might, I'm, I might listen to this on the way to the it beach. It technically drops at midnight, so if you're leaving at midnight. Man, there ain't nobody listening to this at midnight, I'm I telling know. you. I know. Probably not. I know there's not, Maybe but. there's some crazies out there hey, I mean, listening to this at midnight. But, uh. On top of vacation this past week, I, I spent a couple of days in Charleston for work you did. trainings. You did? And daggone it, I had a ball. I had a ball. Good. I, I've, I've never got to stay in Charleston at a like at a hotel or anything. We mm-hmm. stayed at the, the Four Points by Sheridan. It which was, is right by the levee. Yes. It, uh, it was very is, nice. It's and very nice. It's also in a very convenient location because I... My main, object, my main objective was to go to Sullivan's Records. Yes. I haven't been to their new location, which is located on... I think it's East... Yeah. yeah. Uh, 614 East, Something like that. Something, Something like that. that. And and luckily, I put in... While Google, you're doing that, I'm going to look that up because I don't want to mess that up. I put in I put in Google Maps and how long a walk it would be, and it said like 8 to 10 minutes. Yeah. And not, honestly, from, from where I was at, it was literally just a straight walk. <laughs> a straight walk yeah. for like a few blocks. Yeah, it's it's great. And, uh, I love their new location. Oh yeah, I went there. I loved going in there. I, it's six thirteen Lee Street East, Charleston, West I knew, Virginia. Two five three zero one. I knew there was a Lee in there somewhere. Not a sponsor, but, but I went in there. But we want to talk I went about in there. Them. You know, I went in there because I knew that you you wanted that record, that Talking Heads soundtrack. Yes, thank you for uh, getting that for me. By the but way. I was like, I'm, I'll look around for me. I'm, I'll probably find something. Mm-hmm. And I immediately and found. Did. I immediately found a lot. <laughs> And I was like, okay, Caleb, you got to make sacrifices here. Buddy, ain't that but the then, worst? But then ultimately, the I really didn't make that many sacrifices because I ended up spending, this is with tax, 
$143 inside of there. Hey, you know what? Because every record... I bought Steely Dan's debut album, Can't Buy Thrill, which I've talked about on the show. is my favorite Steely Dan album. I've never seen it in person. I was so excited that I was like... I didn't recognize that it was used, technically. And it cost 40 bucks used, because it's original 1972 print. Didn't care. Loved it. And I bought an Elliott Smith record, his his first uh, record Mm -hmm. post-death from Basement on the Hill. I was like, yeah, I might as well get this. And I got a Stevie Wonder album. Nice. Used. Inner Visions. Which is funny because I talked about both Inner Visions and Can't Buy Thrill by Steely Dan on our 70s albums yep. episodes. And I was like, they're both so. here. So I had a good time. Uh, there's some really good places to eat in Charleston. I, you know, I just really... I would live in Charleston. I would live there. I would live in Charleston. I think it's no really question. cool, especially if you're in that area. We ate at uh, Dimty Brothers mm-hmm. Barbecue. Uh, we ate at... First, recovery? first, we did it. We ate at Recovery twice because that was inside of the hotel. Right, yeah. So we ate there yeah. for lunch both days. My, the second day there for, for lunch was fantastic. So I was like, I need, some, I need something like because I had a heavy breakfast. So I just right. got a salad with shrimp. In oh, it. yeah. That yeah. shrimp was, I, it yeah. was, it was going hard. Yeah. I don't usually eat the shrimp tails, but I was eating them. <laughs> I was eating the shrimp tails. And then let's just say, like, one of my coworkers, like, oh, I have too many wings. I was like, I'll take a couple of those wings. <laughs> and they were good. But, uh, yeah, the, the best food I had was at, at a First Watch yep. breakfast. Yep. Holy cow. I, I was thinking about that pancake I had for, yep. day, for like, two days. We I'm were sti- originally going to go there for uh, Record Store Day. Yeah, Record Store Day. And, we didn't, and it was just we, so It was a Saturday so morning. Cramped. I lucked out and went there at 730 on a Wednesday morning. Yeah. And I got a, a, a banana. No, a, a granola banana uh, almond crunch pancake just one because it was wow. it was huge really it was big and also got a side so you of, recommend that place. i got a side of potatoes and there yeah. was a lot of potatoes i did not finish the potatoes i i for the most part finished the pancake it's yeah. it's maybe the best pancake i've ever had wow and their menu is is large really it's largely like it's california based breakfast food because uh-huh. the company is based out of california yeah yeah i highly recommend it's that. always I, packed when I walk I, by i'd there. say that it's it's very hard to get into on a saturday or yeah. sunday though yeah. They close at two p.m. You know, because it's just it's just breakfast and brunch. But yeah, if you're in Charleston, like, there's you know there's I, tons I, of places. I, for years I underestimated Charleston, mm-hmm. but I it's a I don't know what it is. Too. Over the years, I've, I've I've been going there a little bit, and that was the most I've ever been there. Yeah. And uh, well, Capitol Street, it was nice. Is, Capitol Street is fantastic. You, well, you got, got Taylor Books, you got the ice cream shop, you've got uh, the th- the, the theming on Capitol Street is just fantastic. It's yeah. just it's the yeah. way that the sidewalk looks yep. and everything. It looks it looks, I mean. That's something that you you probably wouldn't expect to see in a in a West Virginia right uh, city. You know, I agree. It's like it's like uh, Lewisburg. Uh, there, there's a street. Yeah, in Lewisburg yeah. is yeah. the same way. Yeah, exactly. Um, I like it. I like it. I like Charleston so much more than than Huntington. Oh yeah, and I like Morgantown yeah. more than Huntington, but I think I like Charleston more than Morgantown. Morgantown's just so wacky yeah. and so many like up uphills and yeah. the roads it's are just. just it feels like sideways. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. There's some still. There's still some cool we'll stuff. We'll talk there. about Morgantown. Don't you worry about that. Yeah, that'll come up. That will come up. What's what's, um, what's is is Bo is afraid next? Is probably. that is that is that the next thing we're talking probably. about? Probably. So as we said in last week's episode, we were going to go watch Bo's, Bo's afraid. afraid. It was my second time watching it. Josh's first time. Watching it, uh, y- y'all know, y'all know I really like that movie. I've talked about it. I liked it a lot. Uh, it's my second favorite movie of the year. Josh, Bub, what did you think of Bo's Afraid? <laughs> Bub, because I think it deserves to be talked about because it's one of a kind. <laughs> Hoofa is all I have to say. Hoofa. Okay, so I liked the movie. Don't get me wrong. I like. Would the you movie. say there's elements of it that you love? Sure. I, I, sure. I'd, I'd say you almost had to have loved some. Sure. There's that, some... There's, the animated bit was incredible. That, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah, animated yeah. bit is awesome. Um, 
you you're right. The movie is a four act movie. It's a four, it act, is a four movie. act movie. Yeah. Um, to me, the fourth act gets a little too off the rails for me. It's a little too long. It's too. and it's yeah, and it gets a little, it gets bum fuzzled and convoluted for no reason. Which I mean, the whole movie is, but this is I guess I could see how. Um, Certain things in that that fourth act could be jarring, even yeah. even even despite the events happening before that, which none of it feels none of it feels grounded. It yeah, all feels yeah. it all feels surreal. But but there is something particularly that happens in the fourth. It act. It all feels like it's going on in his mind, and it's just yeah, the whole it's, movie. It's, it's yeah, and it's just a, a a study of anxiety and a study of fear, Mo- mom ish, mommy mommy issues. issues, yeah, yeah, and and that sort of of mentality and and you know mental issue it's it is one of those movies that i will say that everybody should at least watch once even if you hate it even if you hate it there's not gonna be anything like it that you, no, you might be able to see not. you might be able to see influences yeah from it like yeah. i'm saying happiness and uh, magnolia mm-hmm. and stuff like that yeah but yeah there, there as is, a whole there's nothing like there it. is some really funny things in the movie that you shouldn't laugh at no but I think, by god you laugh i at think it. the movie's hilarious especially yeah. the first Two acts. Oh yeah, or especially, yeah. especially the first act. But I, as I was saying, I think some people wanted the first act to be the whole movie. I don't think you could withstand that pace Not for and, three hours. and that chaos for three hours. No you, you you wouldn't make it. You'd, no get, you'd get exhausted. You would be exhausted. So the second act sort of calms down. The second act is more structured, but it's still very dark. That's the that's the act that kind of reminds me of Happiness. Mm-hmm. It feels like very uncomfortable, uncomfortable after with like Nathan Lane's character. Right, right. The third act is all like an art film. Yeah. But it's beautiful. The third, I think it's that fourth act that's most people's least favorite act. The third, the third act reminds me of a like a live action, and it's going to sound weird, but almost like a live action stop motion animation movie. Well, but a lot not, of that is stop motion animation. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And it feels like to me when we watched it, it made me think of uh, like a Coraline or a Fantastic Mr. Fox, and, and when just just the way the background was mm-hmm. and the way well, this was uh, every all of it looks just it's it, yeah, and it's all like voiceover. Storytelling, yeah, it's all just like a voiceover, yep. like explaining everything that's happening yep. visually. So it's it's kind of it's, it's kind like of a spe- storybook. Yeah, it's kind of spectacular. Yeah. So I think you can. I think regardless if you don't love the movie as a whole, you mm-hmm. can take out pieces. And be like this part oh, of the movie was, was inc- fantastic. This was a great short film. Mm-hmm. But me, but me personally, I loved it all. Yeah. I do think that there's parts in the fourth act that maybe oh. that they maybe drag it on a well, little with with the with the mom stuff. They yeah. might drag it on a little bit too. But the thing that you hated, I actually really uh, I just think that this, I don't want to. I'm not spoiling. You know, I love a good. I love a good weird animatronic. <laughs> I'll, leave gonna, gonna, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. I won't spoil it because I don't want to spoil the movie for anybody. Because yeah. I don't. I hate spoiling movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But eh. I think even if you spoil Bo's Afraid, like it's like what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you then you see you got to see it. Yeah, we both loved it. Agreed. I mean, I liked it. I liked it. I you thought it was like good. It. You, I thought you, it was you good. agreed that you you agreed that you liked it more than Oppenheimer, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I did like it better than Oppenheimer. It's way more enjoyable for a yeah. three hour movie. Yeah, it, it, I felt a lot more things in that movie than I did in Oppenheimer. And yeah. I liked Oppenheimer, but yeah. this was just more of my. I like Ari Aster already. I like him more than Christopher Nolan. There was more, and I'm not saying like, even from a a surrealist point of view, and from a taking the movie for what it is there is some if you suffer with anxiety and you suffer with you know just a constant mind of just racing of the yeah. worst thing that could possibly happen at any single moment yeah there is some like relativity to that oh yeah like there's some there's some oh, relatable stuff a large part of the movie is is basically 
being young and basically putting away the brave side of you and, yep. and locking that away for yep. your whole life and living in complete and utter chaos and, and fear and anxiety. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what the movie's about. And it, it tells that in different ways through yep. a 4X structure. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Uh, you want to get to the topic now? Okay, well, I, Is it time I, to get to the topic? I think it's time to get to the topic. This week, we are going to be taking a walk down memory lane that, Caleb, we don't really take a... My microphone stand is just breaking here. Um, <laughs> that we usually do not uh, do very often. Um, and I, to be quite honest with you, I don't think that you and I have ever sat down and chronicled... There's been bits where we've, had there's to tell, been, where we've told people we in person. things. Yeah, yeah. But this will... This may seem, this may seem egotistical. This episode may seem like that we are um, stroking egos. Uh, it may seem like that we are, which is dumb because we weren't like a terribly successful band. We, no. we just want to talk about our no. past. We just want, yeah, we just it's want fun. to talk about. We want to talk we about t- um, our old band, uh, Meet Me in the Matinee. And a lot of people um, that listen to this podcast um, actually know a lot of these stories, but hopefully Maybe. hopefully yeah. the people that don't really know a lot about this will actually not again, not saying this to be egotistical, but we'll take the time to go and listen to some of the songs that we're gonna talk about today too. Uh because we did work very hard on our sure. on our music and we spent a lot of time and effort on it. Um but what we're gonna do is we are going to just Break it down and talk about yeah. our band, Meet Me in the Matinee. The way I view this, this, is, this isn't necessarily like a biography of our band. Right, right. To me, I, I'm highlighting things that stood out to me. Mostly, oh, yeah. Honestly, mostly in a, in a really fun way. Right. There's not a lot of negativity here. There's not a lot of toxicity no. here. No, I, didn't, no, no, I didn't no, want no. it to be about that. We want to celebrate our 10 years or so as, as a band. Yeah. And uh, Technically, <laughs> we never technically broke up. We never broke up. As a band, after it was ten years in, we really we didn't play anymore. We just didn't play anymore. Yeah. We we were gonna, we were going to, mm-hmm. and we put the the wheels in motion and started to rehearse and practice and stuff again. But it just never really formulated. I was kind of I was also very depressed, and I was like, I don't really want right. to do this. Well, so. we we kind of both were in. Yeah, I just because I, 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 I almost came back at mind space. And we we did kind of, but I was just we like, did. I was like, ah. Eh. We'll get to that. Though. I'm on to something else. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Caleb, um, Mimi the Matinee formed in 2008. And we did. I can't necessarily say anything up to a certain point because I didn't join the band right mm-hmm. away. I was not one of the quote unquote founding people in the band. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Okay. You, you, you take the reins because I don't necessarily have anything to really talk so about until about 2009, it was, 2010. It was the second half of my senior year around springtime. And me and uh, Nathan, who's our drummer, we decided we should start a band. <laughs> like I can play guitar. Like you do. I can play. I can. I can play guitar for a, a while. Uh, I don't know if you can play drums, but you got a drum set. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how it was basically. I mean, yeah. He told me yeah. he could play like a couple songs, and uh, we're like, well, "What's our name gonna be?" And we, I think, I think our, our original name was. <laughs> It was was like a tribes of Galloway, tribes of Galloway. I'm, I believe this is the first I'm hearing of this actually. Yeah, and uh, and so if I'm not mistaken, that's that's what it was. But 
eventually we were, we went around and surveyed because this is something that an 18 year old boy does <laughs> we were around the this is what you do as a 33 year old man what are you talking no, about no no you would not do this you, as a 33 you survey now no, no no you survey now not like this <laughs> it's close Here's what we did we we had two names and i it might have been tribes of galway and it might, it might have been something else Okay. But Meet Me in That Name was one of them. Okay. And we, we took those two names and we basically ran around to, to, the, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the pretty girls <laughs> our senior year and said, hey, which one do you like more? And Meet Me in That Name just one-handedly. It just did. It so, one-handedly. So if you were asked in 2008, 2007, 2008, if you liked either tri- – what was it again? What was it? I think Tribes of Galloway. Tribes of Galloway or Meet Me in the Matinee. Caleb thought you were attractive. So, <laughs> hit him up or, on Facebook. Or Nathan. Hit him up on Instagram. Or Nathan. Or both of us. But, yeah, we did that. And we, you know, we we, we played uh, our first show. First show. At the senior lock-in. My senior year. Our senior year. It was a senior lock-in. It took place in, there, our, took place in our little theater. There was some practice time ahead of there time. Is, there is some video footage of this somewhere. I do know uh, that. It's not. It's no longer <laughs> available online because we got took down. But at the time, oh. at the time when we look back at that at the footage, we're like, oh man, we were incredible. <laughs> we were amazing. <laughs> in reality, not so much. Right. We might have played like a couple original songs. We played like Welcome Home by Cody and Cambria. It was not the Welcome Home that you know. <laughs> it was not. I'd say the closest. There was no base. I'd say the closest we no... came is that we played Hear You Me by G- Jimmy Eat World, which isn't What's much. Your name wasn't bad. What's your name wasn't bad. What's we, your name wasn't bad. Yeah, we played Basket Case by uh, Green Day. It was yeah. a lot of Green Day. It was a lot of Green Day. Uh, I can't remember what else we played. It was well, a couple original songs that I never, I never heard from again. We never played again. But uh, it was, a, it was, it was a perfect first show to play as a band because we were there sure. with, with our our people, our peers. Yeah. Our, our friends that were there and they were very supportive of us they want to they wanted encores they want there was another band that played after us that was a school band yeah and if they got done playing i, I remember gr- a couple girls came up to me was like get up there and play another song i was like okay we were all right all right we were but we weren't <laughs> we weren't that good i just thought i just think they thought it was cool that, that people in, in their school was actually playing music and th- oh, yeah. that was cool that was very cool of everybody and uh, the other band playing was cool it was all just so cool that there was two bands in our school and we, we both got to play yeah uh, so that was a great first show it wasn't a disastrous first show like a lot of people have now later in the year, <laughs> now later in now the, getting down the road. Just later in the summer, bit. me and Nathan played. We were just a two piece, and we played a show at like the the Scott High football field for like some sort of uh-huh. thing. Uh, our our buddy Foz had played right before that. Yeah, and we played, and Nathan's bass drum broke on the first the first oh, beat no. of the song. I believe it was our song, "The Deals." Maybe you know if what's, you remember that song. Oh, I do, I do. Uh, you know it was a bad. It was you know bad. Funny? It was a bad show. You know what's funny? Yeah. How many drum heads did Nathan go through where he at least broke them the first song? Yeah. Or he broke them on the last song, <laughs> because yeah. that's one. The CD release show was two. Yeah. He broke the front of the drum head um, when we had Sheldon on the front cover. But we'll get to that too, because uh, there's so, a lot of you know. As far as me and Nathan as a two piece or whatever, I, if we played other shows, there's no way they were good. There, we went through a span. The, that lock in show for the first almost year, yeah, was definitely our best show at that yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, but we did eventually meet a guy named Chris Workman. Okay, uh, Mr. Workman. Chris, uh, Nathan. Love you. Nathan got to know him. He, I think he came to one of our. We did an acoustic show at the college, 
And was uh, it the acoustic show at the college, or was it the acoustic show it at, the at the? It was at the college, right down it was, the street. It was at the college. Okay. Yeah, okay. we played. Nathan was playing like acoustic bass. Yeah, he was playing. He wasn't great. Acoustic bass. Yeah. <laughs> but it was something. Yeah. And I remember because Nathan wouldn't play with a pick. I know. I know. I was like, dude, just play with a pick. He's like, no, this, no, this, man. This I gotta play with my, my dad taught me like the. I was like, okay. That's fine, like, play, but okay, play. I guess yeah, I guess you can play bass like a real bass player. I guess, but I don't. I play, play with the, the pick. pick. But uh, Chris Workman was there, and I remember, I remember he looked like Ryan Dunn at the time. He looked <laughs> like Jackass. Ryan Dunn now. No, I mean, he, but he had a, but at the time he just had a bigger. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Okay. But and I and I remember we were about to play "Don't Call Me Peanut" by Bayside, and we said that. Yeah. He was like, "Y'all better be good." <laughs> <laughs> so my initial thought was, my initial thought was, I don't like this guy. I don't like this guy. But eventually he he, a jerk. he he he. Uh, he he showed interest and wanted to join the band sure. as bass, and we we sure. saw some of his skills, and we're like, yeah. So we joined the bass. I mean, he joined the band. He joined the band on bass. And I remember we played a show at like a Relay for Life on the football field, uh-huh. where we mostly played covers. I remember we played like "Don't Burn for You" and like uh, "Don't Burn for You." I'm I'm burning for burning, burning for, for you, <laughs> and don't fear the reaper. We were playing. We, my bad. We were playing burning. We played burning for you and some other songs. And that was cool. But I, I like to think our first real show as a band playing burning for playing you. our original songs like our crate. You know those songs on our first demo album the, that you uh, know don't, sounds like construction. Sounds like construction. Which and, and which boy only does it. which only some people that actually knew us as a band years later know about. Not yep. many know about that. Yeah. Uh, we played a show at like a place called like the Monkey Bar or something like that in Huntington. Uh huh. And it was our first show with like real sound, yeah. like a sound guy. We play with metal bands, but there's no, there's no footage of that show, and I'm kind of glad because in my head, it was, I was terrible. Like, I was like, in my head, I was like, we were incredible. <laughs> we played a, we played our song <laughs> Red Orange that oh, night. Sh- That's an eight minute long song. I know. And as far as as far as I remember, we killed it. <laughs> I, in and, your and my, mind, and our friends that were there that went to Marshall said that. Caleb, this is one of the best shows you've ever been to, and I'm sticking to that. I'm sticking hey. to that opinion because was it one of the twins? It was, was, bo- it the it was twins? both the twins and okay. a couple other, a couple of our friends that okay. went to yeah. And they said that this was great, and I was like, oh yeah. But you, you, it, it's like it's like you have one good show, yeah, and then there's like a bunch of like meaningless, yeah. not so great shows. But uh, you know, later that year, we we had uh, we played at uh, Rocktoberfest. It was our first Rocktoberfest in mm-hmm. the park, Chief Logan State mm-hmm. Park. We played as a three piece. Yep. Yeah, we played some Eat Matinee songs, but we also played like a Long View yeah. by Green Day and like Mama, Mama by My Chemical Romance. And, and you were there. I was there. That was the that first was time. First, that was the first time you watched show. us. That was the first time you watched us play. We were yeah. okay. I thought uh, you did great. Yeah, we were. We, we, we thought you did good. We were energetic. We were. We were cool. Yeah. But uh, I guess you expressed interest in wanting to join the band. Yeah. Or we asked you. I don't remember. Um, you played keyboard. Really, what happened? Okay, so here's what happened. We were we actually all went to college together. We went to Southern, Southern. Um, except for Chris, except for Chris. Yeah, um, and I met Nathan first. Um, yeah. And I think Nathan- actually I met you first, first in 2008. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a whole, I, that's, yeah, a whole that's another. Story. We met that's at Walmart randomly, and I was yeah. like, I don't know this guy. <laughs> um, but I I I, rem- I remembered you. Um, yeah, but um, I think if I'm not mistaken, Nathan and I met through. Um, just overhearing about wrestling, I think, is Maybe. what it was. Yeah. Um, and we started talking. We we hit it off. We became uh, friendly with each other. And he told me he played in a band. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, uh, you know, you hear, oh, I'm in a band. You're like, oh, yeah, okay, sure, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. I bought your all's first CD. That's where I first heard Sounds you. like construction. Yes, I okay. bought your first CD. Yeah. That's where I first initially heard you. Yeah. Then I came to Rocktoberfest. Yeah. Um, and... Nathan added me on, I think it was MySpace at the time. You had yeah, it was been. MySpace. Yeah. Um, and he said, hey, add me on MySpace. Let me know what you think. 
He's like, be honest with me. Be honest. And I told him, I was like, dude, it's good. It needs mixed a little better. Vocals need to come up. I said... He was ugly, but s- ambitious, right. but ugly. And I told young, him, young band. And I told him, I was like, I can add some keys to this thing for you. Yeah. Because there was, was, it was, was like, oh, you play? I was like, yeah. Yeah, there was keys on it, but... It was it was brief, right? Yeah, brief it was, stuff it was, like it was played by stuff. played by me. Yeah, it was, it was little <laughs> spotty things. I was like, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, I could play this. I was like, I was like, if you ever want a person to play this stuff, yeah. you know, out and about, just let me know. I was yeah. like, I, I'll, I don't care. So that's kind of how the ball got rolling for me. And then yeah. I came to the show, and I was like, yeah, you guys. Do you remember your first show awesome. with us at the college? Was that your yes. first show with us? First show. It wasn't. I don't know if it was good or not. Um, I'm not saying you were. I'm saying, I'm saying I don't know if we had a good show that show. I, I think can't, we did. I can't remember. I do I remember us did. playing a college show and it was good, but I don't know if that one was good. <laughs> Nathan Nathan always would talk about me. Uh, it was your fir- for I, the I first did. two songs. And I walked over to him and was like, so far so good, huh? <laughs> Dude, I was nervous. That was, the first, that was the first time I had played with a band. You were Because at the time, there were some songs where you, you wasn't playing keyboard at the time. At, on some songs, you'd have a, right. a, a tambourine. A tambourine. And you'd yeah. come over to Nathan and be like, so far so, far, so, so good. good. <laughs> Nathan's and Nathan like, was like, I am trying to drum, <laughs> man. Like, shut up. But if I'm not mistaken, we did play a couple, a few, at least a few of the songs from uh, from our first, or at least maybe all the songs all from the songs. Our, our first which I didn't really talk about much, but yeah. it was just, it was basically just me and Nathan. We yep. recorded uh, with our, our friend Chris Curry. He yep. recorded us, and the songs were wild. They it, were. It was me they putting were. it was me they putting were. all of my influences like a yeah. Radiohead, Coheed and Cambria, Cambria. Bayside, uh, Nathan King, with Rush, King Crimson, Rush. Rush stuff. It was just a lot of things. They were, the songs were long. They did they the, did a lot of things in live. Sometimes it translated well, and I think it did help a little bit with you on keyboard. We, we were able to, to make the sound that. a little bigger, uh, but but the problem. Here's what happened. The problem was I developed a really horrible stomach issue. Uh-huh. You remember this. And um, I had my gallbladder taken out mm-hmm. in 2009. Mm-hmm. And I was still very, very sick. So I had to be picky and choosy about the shows that I could play. Yeah. Um, and there were times where I would show up and just be so sick I couldn't play. Mm-hmm. So I would leave. Um I barely remember that. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing. Yeah. So I technically, technically for me, I don't feel I started fully until 2010. Yeah. Um, because Common Fool was already out. That's too. Su- and that sucked. Yeah. And, uh, Common Fool it didn't suck. It no, was, it kind of sucked. The Common Fool was our, our second uh, demo mm-hmm, album thing. Mm-hmm. And it was, in a, in a negative way, more polished than the first album. And that, yeah. that made me realize that, oh, we work better when it's kind of less polished because yeah. our flaws don't show as much. Right. And the right. songwriting was a little better on the first. But, uh, yeah, we in 2010, I do remember we played a show at the college around spring, mm-hmm. and uh, it was good. From what from what I remember, mm-hmm. uh, I remember we the the one the, the the one that sticks to my sticks out the most to me was that we played "How's It Gonna Be" by Third Eye Blind, mm-hmm. and we added you played keyboard, and it was mm-hmm. it sounded very like dramatic yeah. and cool. And I remember that being a good show. Yeah, but uh, show. as far as 2010 goes, we we ended up recording like an EP. Around October, right? Or we started? Uh, maybe started. It was, I think it started in August. Are we talking about the Halloween EP? I thought I thought we recorded it in like a week. Remember? If, I think we did. Well, yeah. we, but we re, we had rehearsed and wrote everything. Oh, yeah, like we a did month that. before. Because in twenty twenty in twenty ten, I actually left the band. I didn't write that here, but I, I left the band that summer because mm-hmm. I just I was I was totally just disinterested in all mm-hmm. of it. I wanted to I wanted to play summer league basketball. I was still yeah. in my mind, you know, I was like I'm twenty years old. I'm still like. 
at the peak of my athletic career, mm-hmm. I'd rather be playing basketball this summer. I remember Nathan. Yeah. Nathan was very upset about that. Well, he, I remember. He, yeah, I remember this because it was. Cr- yeah, because I remember Chris and me and Nathan. You guys were like, kind of riding a few times. You guys were kind of riding, and some we were stuff. riding some stuff. But then whenever and, whenever summer ended, I was like. I can come in and jam, and you guys had some some things written. I didn't really write much on the yeah. Halloween EP, but yeah. it's, 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 with the exception of uh, the last song, Secret Tree House, Tree House yeah. I wrote that with Chris in my room one yeah. day. But it was mostly like a few songs that you all kind of put together, and I, I went in, I came in and added like vocals and F- lyrics. Folks, musically they were fine, lyrically they were not good. No. They weren't great. No, no, no. Sorry, Chris. I thought the I, actually I think the lyrics to Evilness and Secret Tree also really good. Yeah, well, yeah, those two are really. But there were a song called it was a song called Co- OTC C- and Barry and Morgan. They were they were just they yeah, were musically they, cool though. They were cool. They were Chris cool. Live. Yeah. We did some cool stuff. Do, 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 we recorded that and lost to the annals of time. I'll get more to that. We finished recording that. We did record that in a week because I remember. Here's what I remember. Recorded very quick. It was just four. We it was just four of us. Uh, five of us. No, there's four songs though. There's four songs. There's five of us. In the there's five song. of us. Yeah. Um, we had a, we had a different bass player, right? Because Chris 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 moved over to guitar. We Chris's cousin was playing bass, right. at the time. Yeah. So we um, in that time, um, I believe we went in on a Saturday recorded. We went in on Monday and recorded, and then we finished it on Thursday. I we finished it. Yeah, it was Thursday. Because we finished it on Thursday. We made the CDs on Friday, wrote the yeah. hand wrote all of the track listings on the CDs and stuff. Because all four of us sat down and did that. And then we practiced. And then the okay. world okay. went to... Okay, so now I'm on Rocktoberfest. We're drama. on Rocktoberfest. I have this labeled Rocktoberfest Drama 2010. Because yeah. there is there was drama. Okay, so so we were... Obviously, we had we'd been asked to play Rocktoberfest. Yeah. And we were going to play. But and we were in a good... Okay, we were in a good spot on Rocktoberfest too that year. We were. We were on a good spot. Yeah. We were like at the six o'clock. Yeah. We were. We were on between five thirty and six, if I'm not mistaken. So. So it was. It was. It was peak time. So how did peak this time? So Chris's cousin was playing bass with us at the time. Right. And he said, "I guess he decided. Oh, I don't want to play. I don't want to play. I don't want to play the show. And so I, you know, I don't. I don't. I don't." I'm sure Nathan... Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Back up. Back Is that up, what happened? Back up. Back or was it Chris? Up, up. Chris, too. No, back up. We're, our dates are off. Our dates are off. Because the are you whole... Sure? Yes. Because the whole Rocktoberfest drama was about three days. I thought it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Three yeah. days. So, it was I thought it was mostly Friday, Saturday. It, Honestly, a lot of... Maybe. It, I feel like a lot of it was Saturday morning. Before, maybe. <laughs> before the show. It was. Because I remember I was still in man at the time. And uh-huh. I was telling Nathan, and I told Nathan, I was like, I'm not leaving my house until I know for sure if we're playing or not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, because I'm not going to come and embarrass myself, is yeah. what I said. Yeah. And I think it was at like 11 o'clock in the morning, I get a text message uh, from him saying, we're playing, get down here. I'm like, okay, fine. Okay. But so, what led to this? But though? what led to this was... Um, Chris's cousin did not want to play in the band anymore. And he didn't want to play that show. And he didn't want to play that and, show. And Chris, we asked Chris if he would be like, if he could move over to bass Pace for this show. For just the show. And Chris <laughs> was also being very... We were all very young. We were all very... Yes, we, we were, were all, all very young. young. We were Chris all very young, and we were all very he didn't naive. He didn't want to do that. And Chris was like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> to win... Okay, so... What happened? Okay, so I'm hearing all this third party. I don't hear anything from Chris. I don't hear anything from Ben. And 
Nathan is telling me all this stuff because I am literally texting Nathan and messaging Nathan on, on MySpace and all that stuff saying, what's going on? Keep me informed. Oh, he doesn't want to play. Fuck him. He's going to play. <laughs> the language. <laughs> I, I, I'm, verbatim, I remember saying this. Yeah, I, was yeah. like, I was like, he doesn't need to be a child. <laughs> he needs to get into the thing and Who play. Who was you saying this about? I was, say, I was saying about both of them. <laughs> Sorry, love Chris. them both to death. Chris, if you listen. I love them we both love to you. death. Love you. And, and I, I told Chris this. Oh, yeah. I told him this. I was like, dude, I was so mad at you. I was like, I, I just t- <laughs> I told Nathan. I was like... Screw him! We'll play as okay. a three piece. All okay, of us. so let's talk about anyway. Let's talk about Nathan calling the bass player. Oh God! <laughs> oh God! This is the first of two. So we were leaving. This, we was, this was outside of, of a funeral. This was outside of a wake. Nathan oh, called. Oh my God! Did, did he really? If I'm not mistaken, he went outside to his car oh, no. and called called him no. and cussed him out in the car. <laughs> and told him you're going to play this effing show. I didn't know we, he did it in a wake. I, th- I think so. he he. he I want in my oh in my, my story. God. I want to say that he did, but he also might have did it when he got home. But I think he did it outside in the parking lot. Because this was all this was all this band was at the time. But this band was a big deal to us, and oh we were like, we gotta God. we gotta be successful at this. We gotta play this show. Oh my so it was God. all very I can't believe it was all very stressful. So I remember the night before that Friday, the Friday before the show. I remember I was in talk. I had to talk to the booker, the guy who booked the show. Yeah, and I was like, man, I'm sorry. But we're not playing the it show. Was, it was TJ, right? I talked to Daniel. Daniel. Okay. I talked to Daniel, and okay. I was like, "I was like, man, I'm sorry, but and I felt like, and I'm sure he was like, I was like, God, this guy's fidgety. Like he's not. I'm like, yeah. it's like you gotta. It's like, yeah, you're right to think that, and uh, that we were flaky. And then that, then, then the morning, I remember, I woke up, took a shower, threw up in the shower. <laughs> Like, what's happening? Because I kept hearing like conflicting things. Yeah. And then I yeah. got then I got confirmation. I heard from from Nathan. He was like, Chris picked picked up Ben. They are playing and, the show, and they practiced together. Because because the thing is that Ben that hadn't practiced for the yeah. show. It's yeah. like he picked him up and they practiced for an hour, and he's playing the show. So I had to go back and message Daniel. Hey, we're like, back. Like hey Daniel. We're on. We're playing, okay. And luckily, he we still went we on. We still had a shot. Or we and still I, had a spot. And I remember I got I got on there and I tried to act like everything was okay. Oh God, we got the, the front movie. tackle of Meet Me in the Matinee. We got the show. Man, honestly, that that was a good show. I think show. that was one of the more memorable shows we've ever played. With all things considered, we got I think we got, so. We got that whole show on film somewhere. And I, I remember I remember people thinking that because the way that we you know uh, choreographed the, the, our our shows and that show particularly and yeah. how we went about mixing songs and like yeah. blending songs and yeah. doing like introductions how you did introduction we handled ourselves very well i remember well. people there working that show said that you guys were one of my favorite acts of the day yeah which was a lot because we played a couple of songs that i hate yeah but i think we made it work we with, the, with the few songs that i really liked mm-hmm. and i thought we, we put on a good show yeah. and i don't know how i don't know how we did that i don't know how we pulled that show by all accounts should have been a disaster should have never happened so that gave me hope as a band yeah. i was like oh we had like literally basically no practice as a band for at least four or five days yeah we yep. thought that the band was breaking up we thought everybody was leaving oh no we were not breaking and, and I was, we were not oh no break we were up. breaking up but i thought we were going to lose a couple people well and uh there i was throwing up in the shower <laughs> i was very nervous you know the thing and i'm going to go ahead and say this now um the the thing of about our band was is that you know we we did have a lot of different lineups um with starting out yeah, starting yeah. out especially yeah. in the first three or four years three or four years yeah. we had a lot of lineup changes but by the time real or fantasy rolled around we had the core four we were the 
it was us four. It was us four yeah. against pretty much the world. Yeah. Um, now, granted, when you know, it's things with with Chris went different, and uh, he started a family. He left. Yeah. That I take nothing, nothing uh, ill will toward him. No. Um, but then it became us three, and we never tried to mm-hmm. branch out again. No, we just, we like, just stayed as three. Yes, yeah. and we were just like, you yeah. know what? Because we'll get to it. But whenever Chris later, leaves, yeah. whenever Chris leaves, we'll get to what happened with. Let's get that. to a. Let's get to 2011. Uh, Realer fantasy. From, uh, we I guess we started to write songs for Realer fantasy. Yeah. In. We played some songs at Rock at Rocktoberfest that were going to be on Real Fantasy, if I'm not mistaken. No. Oh well, yeah, sure. we played what we we played WSFOT. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. We did. And it wasn't even fully fleshed yet. We we right. ended up changing it. Yeah. With it. And what's funny? Song. What's funny is is that the Rocktoberfest song that that thing is on Real Fantasy. The the yeah the yeah, yeah. the intro to the song. Yeah. Um. I wasn't really involved with a lot of the writing in Real Fantasy. See, I don't remember anything really. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't yeah. involved with a lot of it. It was more so you all already had the songs done. Yeah, you, for the most part. For a while there, you weren't playing in the band. Yeah. For a lot of 2011, yeah. you weren't playing in the band. Uh, you I wasn't you, needed. You, I uh, thought you were. I wasn't needed. I thought you were um, <laughs> because uh, the person at the time was able to do both, and. I was I I honestly at that time felt that I wasn't needed, so I took a step back and worked on the social media and worked on the YouTube stuff and well, I wanted you. worked on the business side. Well, I wanted you, um, which was fine. I enjoyed yeah. doing that and everything. Um, so you know, through the course of writing those songs, Real or Fantasy, which I think is a jumbled mess. I don't love it. That, it I think it's. I, I think it would have been considered it. our first album because it's the first album that we have that's on streaming yeah. right now. It's still on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And it's long. It's very long. It's it's divided into two halves. And I there, mean, it's literally it. We literally had se- to cut stuff. The second to get half, it all to fit. The, the fantasy side is, I think, is just substantially better than the real yes. side. Real yeah. side has some. It was questionable pop pop rock songs. The, I wasn't involved in the recording, but I do remember the whole process and the whole thought of going into that record was half the album is radio songs. Yeah. The other half is experimental rock. Experimental pro- progressive. Pro- progressive uh, rock. There's some good stuff. Still, I still hear a lot of people say like Rubik's Cube. That's one of my favorite songs. Yeah. I, like, I do like that Sea song. of Ignorance is fantastic. Uh, I, I, I guess on the first half of the album, Sea of Ignorance is one of my more favorites. Right. And maybe maybe Climb the Mountain of Conflict or something like that. But the second, so, you, so you use a good song? Oh, I hate So You. You hate So You? Dude, really? I, hate, I hate So I'm embarrassed. Really? Yeah, dude, I'm embarrassed by that song. I, I think it's a good song. I hate it. I don't know why. I think it's a good song. I hate, I hate my mentality in that song. I think it sucks. I don't like it. I think it sucks. I think musically it's got some decent guitar that's what I'm, licks, I'm, That's what I'm talking about. I think the lyrics are, are truly, truly, truly awful in that song. It probably is. I probably have to Don't listen to that read. song. Don't listen but to it. This this brings us to, to our it. first... We played a battle of the bands, which you you said you was not in the band at the time. <laughs> we, we played a battle of the bands. Moonstruck! Like, it was at this time when I realized, hey, you know what, I don't love battle of the bands. Even though we played another one eventually. Yeah. But, uh, we the play- other one we will talk about, though, because it is funny. Is it? It's funny. Okay. There's some stuff. Maybe. Okay, so we, so we played Moonstruck, Battle of the Bands, which is up towards Weston. Uh-huh. And it it's was about, in, It's about two and a half hours away It was away in early here. June, and the, the theme was... If you're playing, bring a tent. Stay the night. Stay outside. Uh, get a tent, and we did. We got we got tents. Do, we slept in tents. Do, do you want to know why I did not play this show? 
Because of tents. <laughs> because there was camping involved. Camping. You and see, guess what I said? Is, are, we camp, ca- are we camping? But we did camp. He's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to camp. I went, I'm out. So we played day one. I don't camp, We folks. played day one. Uh, needless to say, we did not win. We didn't have a great set. I did. I, I especially didn't play great. I played good on it. We played We played a couple songs good, mm-hmm. but overall, uh, we definitely did not deserve that. Moonstruck. So didn't deserve to win, but we camped, and uh, I remember the next day... The flood came. Well, nope. Uh, Are you not going to talk about the flood? I'm going to, but okay. first, the next day, you know, we didn't play. We were just kind of like... Just there. We were chilling. Just kind of there. And I was like, you know what? I need a tan. And oh my I didn't know much about tanning at the time. I was... Oh, I guess I was 21. I uh, guess that's a bad look. I was 21. And uh, me, that's me and Chris was like, let's put suntan lotion on our shoulders and arms. And I'm telling you what, it, it, it got pretty hot that day. And I got second degree, degree burns on my shoulders that day. On top of everybody left, me, me and Nathan were the only ones that stayed that night. In in our tent, it flooded. We woke up in a in a river of of rain. I was like, "What? What a weekend! What a weekend!" We and we had like no money. Basically, all we had on the ride home, basically, I pulled out an Arby's gift card. Oh my god! <laughs> and Nathan was like, "Caleb, you saved the day." <laughs> But I remember I played in a summer league basketball game the next day, and I had those second-degree burns on my shoulders. Oh. And one of those blisters popped in the middle of the game. Ooh. That was bad times. I, did, I, didn't, I, did, I can look back and be like, yeah, there were some cool memories there. But I, ultimately, I hated playing it. I think a Battle of the Bands is – I hate it. I hate a Battle of the Bands. Like Battle it's of the stupid. Bands. But later we're going to talk about a Battle of the Bands later, though, and, and but, what but, swore but, us but off. But later that year, you started playing in the band again, if yep. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And yeah. – uh, um, it was after that, it was, um, in all honesty, what happened was, um, for lack of a better term, it was Nathan told the bass player, you need to pick an instrument. I don't think, I think he just, he just left the band. No, 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 I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I think, think you're getting you're getting conflicting data. He just I, he just I, left. He just left the band, and you know, give good on him, whatever. But he left, if I'm not mistaken. Well, anyway, you're wrong. So there. Nathan, you're Nathan, wrong. This well, time. Nathan messaged me and told me to, to come back and play, and that's where we had our seventeenth <laughs> lineup change. Um, so w- w- I'm trying to get a read on like when we started booking shows in Big Ugly. It's probably, I think it was spring. Of 2011, you still weren't playing at the band at the time, but I do remember you playing a, a 2011 show later that year at Big Ugly. Mm-hmm. And we'd push, book show, If you're not aware of Big Ugly, Big Ugly is where the Big Ugly Community Center is. It's in Lincoln County. The, but the, it starts in Boone County. The, to be honest with you, the first show I played in Big Ugly was... Well, that was a Halloween show. Was the Halloween show. So I, I don't show. count that because that was a private show. Sure. It wasn't like a show show. But like. the first like show show we had there, if I'm not mistaken, was the CD release for Real or Fantasy. So we, we played before that. Did uh, we? Yeah, it was whenever... Uh, it was that spring of 2011 you weren't playing in the band at okay. the time. But my first show From there. 2011 to, let's say... Real show. To 2013, playing mm-hmm. shows at Big Ugly, uh, we, for some reason... We would book the most out. We would get the most outrageous crowds there. Yeah, it makes no sense yeah. to me. It's yeah. in the middle of nowhere. But I guess because pe- it's in the middle of nowhere, because people don't have anything to do. I guess people, and I think it largely attracts Hearts and Chapmanville people. Right, they're a little closer. Right. Some Logan people would come. Yeah, I remember there being like like over a hundred people in there. That yeah. is not a big space. No, that was insane. Yeah, you know we that we, was, we'd get a few bands you on know that what? bill. You know what? We can talk about it being out of the way and everything like that. But those shows were those shows were fun. They were. Fun. There was a time when they, 
They Honestly, were most super shows we, fun. I think most shows we played there was pretty. I, obviously, the it started to wear off eventually, and not as many people started to come. Right. Maybe what they caught soured, on that. What that, soured yeah. the the big ugly shows for me was when we had uh, morning fuzz, and no one showed up. That sucked. And it, they were a touring band. I, I do remember later later on us booking shows, and I feel like we had some of the best acts we ever had, and there yep. might have been twenty people show yep. up. And I was like, well, okay, well, this, we, this I guess we not, don't, this is not a we thing don't need anymore. to book shows here. It's not a thing. But it had its time. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just surprised that there was as big a shows as there was there. Right. It was us getting our feet wet. There was a time and... that it felt like it felt like it felt like we were we were bringing the music scene back there. Yeah. Yeah. Did it ever go anywhere? Who's to say? I don't yeah. know. But it seemed like at that time, it's like, oh man, we're getting some cool acts out here, and people are actually coming to watch it, and people are having fun. Right. But right. all things come to an end, I guess. They do. Let's get to 20, 2012. Ruler Fantasy has dropped. It's it's the first album that it's the first thing that we consider to be an album by us somewhat yes because it's streaming you yeah. can stream it on you can stream it on spotify some of it's good some of it's not yeah but uh we, we were playing more shows i remember mm-hmm. we started playing at a place called shamrocks in huntington which we love that's yep. where we met uh brian brian hinsley yeah he was a sound engineer still is yep. uh we met him love we brian. loved them yep. loved them fraggle fraggle maybe, maybe our favorite sound engineer and then he, oh, then he recorded us yep. later yep. uh yeah, and uh, Shamrocks eventually closed, but I remember us having some great shows. We there. had some great shows. You know, we, we, were, we, we, filmed, we filmed a we filmed a documentary and live show there. Yep. We've, we've been together. Uh, it's on YouTube, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it is. Uh, or I, I think it is. I think it's on YouTube. No, it's on. Our YouTube. friend John Atkins put it up there. Yep. Yep. Which along the way we met our friend John Atkins, who, yep. who basically followed us on the road and like yep. kind of documented. He was he, us. Was, he was like a. He was a, a roadie, pretty much. Yeah. He, he was like... He was an honorary member of the band. He was an honorary member of the band. That's, but, uh, we always yeah, we said recorded that. that show at Shamrocks. We'd get some good crowds there in Huntington, too. Yeah. That was a great place to play, you yeah, know. Uh, that and, and the V-Club, obviously. Yeah, all but, the V-Club was uh, eventually in 2012, on another level. We played... We went out... We were going to go... We were going to do a two-day tour of Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro. And I believe we were going to do... Uh, uh, the Murfreesboro, Big Stone Gap, maybe Big Stone Gap, Virginia. Which so we had, we had played we had played at Big Stone Gap a couple times. You yep. ha- you hadn't, but uh, I don't think so. You hadn't played there. It was just I, we hadn't played there, but we did end up playing there. Uh, we ended up playing at a the zero zero play. Uh, it was close to Big Stone Gap. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. That was yeah. Uh, it was around that area. So we, we anyway. did the Murfreesboro, which is in oh, which is buddy. in Virginia, right? Correct. Uh, no, Murfreesboro was in North Carolina. That's in North Carolina. Yes. Okay. So yes, I need you. To, I'm fuzzy on this story. Oh God. Okay. Here we go. So I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I'm sure. I reacted poorly to everything that happened here oh, at this show, buddy. I reacted poorly to everything that happened. So, folks, I'm going to try and keep the story as short and sweet as I possibly can because we are Please already do. 46 minutes into Please this do. episode. But well, I think these later years are not going to be as long as so some of these other ones. So, we decided that we were going to... Chris Workman booked these shows, if you remember. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Why? How? Because he booked the shows and then he left the band. He wasn't in the band on this. He booked okay. the shows and left, left the band. The band. Yeah, yeah. Which he came back eventually. Came back. But, but yeah, I didn't know he booked, he booked the, shows. the shows, left the band. Because Na- that's Chris, Nathan's words. Chris, you're getting the, if you're listening, you're getting the third degree <laughs> on this episode. Nathan took, because I asked Nathan, I said, what, how did this happen? He goes, I had Chris Workman booked the shows and then he left the band. I was like, we couldn't have canceled? <laughs> that was my, that was me. We couldn't cancel. Anyway, I'm all for cancellation. So <laughs> we had a, we had a three day trek. We were going to go to Murfreesboro, play a show. We were going to come back. Stay the night, and then come back and play a show in Big Stone Gap. Well, oh, yeah, we get to Murfreesboro, North Carolina, which is 
pretty much the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And we were going to play a coffee shop. The coffee shop, I don't even remember the name of the coffee shop. It's not important. So we spend two vehicles. Nathan took his dad's truck. I took my Chevy Impala. They were both loaded down with equipment. You rode with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Bowen ro- rode with Nathan. Our bass player at the time, yeah. Um, so what happened was <laughs> is that we get down to Murfreesboro, which, Caleb, if you want to look up how far Murfreesboro is from us, I think it's about five and a half, six hours. Maybe, yeah. So we'll say this much. The only good thing to come out of this trip was my discovery of Jimmy Eat World. Yeah. That's which, the which we only talked thing. about, but yeah, that's when I... I that I, is the only thing. I, that burnt, was the I made a CD, I made a mixed CD, and we listened to that, and you got into Jimmy World. Yeah. All right, that's the only saving grace of the story. But that was on the way back, that was the most part. No, no, that was on the way down. Okay, and on, on the way, way back. Yeah, because that was the only we, thing we, we killed both times. Yeah. Anyway, so we get to Murfreesboro, and this place is not open. Oh. It was not open. We uh, waited a, a we, while. We waited about two and a half, three hours waiting for these people. So in the span of that happening, Nathan had to have a lamp for the merch. For the merch, we had to have a table lamp. So we went to. So like we a, went, There was like an outlet. There mall was a little or outlet mini mall. Yeah, yeah. It was dark. Couldn't see. Yeah. Nathan takes a left. <laughs> Nathan takes a left and hits a hole <laughs> in his dad's truck. <laughs> So he takes this left, he hits this hole, and he breaks the leaf spring off of his dad's truck. Now, Nathan absolutely loses his mind because he knows he's in trouble. (laughs) He has a panic attack. He has an anxiety attack. He can't play because he's literally shaking. Yeah. He can't play. The place isn't even open still. We drive back. We, We can't play. There's no show. There's no show. There's no venue. There's no show. Nathan can't play. You can't play without a drummer. I mean, I guess you could, but at the time we just didn't want to. So we decide to go over to this rinky-dink motel. And I said, I'll pay for the room. Let's just spend the night. We'll leave first thing in the morning. I said, as long as the truck is drivable and we can get home, fine. So we go over to this rinky-dink motel. God bless the tenant. He can't speak English. I can't communicate with him. I just say one room. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. Give him my card. Pay for the room. We go into the room. There is blood on the walls of this place, folks. <laughs> there is blood on the walls. It looks like somebody is about to come in through a side door at any moment with a chainsaw and just bludgeon all of us. <laughs> Not a knock on this place. I'm sure it was nice. I mean, you know, we slept on top of the covers. Yeah. Um, and the bathroom was so molded that you couldn't breathe when you walked in Mm -hmm. but long story short the next day we get up we get ready to leave we stop at a gas station now this the the hotel is literally 50 feet from the venue so we didn't have a lot of time to get really moving in and grooving yeah we drive about an hour away once we get about an hour away from Murfreesboro, heading, we didn't even bother to try and go to Big Stone Gap. Yeah, um, it was the more so because of the truck. Yeah. And, and Nathan's dad pretty much said, "Bring my truck home." Yeah, which is fine. By that time, you're, we were we were over it. You're, you're like leaving out an important detail about the show that we didn't play. Is that you know? I don't think you said this. What or did you? What? Was I just not paying it? What? Well, we, you know, 
Eventually, the, the owner did come. Did oh, show yeah, the up. owner showed up. Did you say this? No, no, no. The no, owner no, showed no, up, no, and, no, no. and we had to make a decision. And I'm pretty sure the vote was, we didn't want to play. No, we were like, no. And I, I was like, I don't want to be the one to say it, Nathan. You <laughs> Yeah. I didn't want to play. I just felt very depressed about the whole yeah. thing. It was just a I don't know what it was. I just felt thing. depressed. But yeah, the, the next, we, went, we, so the we next, headed back. The next yeah. day, we're heading back. We stop at a gas station. The broken leaf spring part... Rubbed Nathan's back tire to the point where it pops the tire. I don't remember this. You don't remember this? Not really. No. Well, good thing that you don't. Oh, there's video, and oh, I still there. I still have the videos <laughs> because we decided you and I that we were going to video diary this whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah. They're probably we're not gonna, great, but yeah, I don't know because they were filmed on like an iPhone three <laughs> or something like that. But anyway. So we had to stop for about an hour and a half and wait on AAA to come and put yeah. a brand new tire on Nathan's truck. Yeah. He also had to break the rest of the leaf spring off so it wouldn't rub the back of the car. Uh-huh. So we get home. I don't even remember what time we got home. The rest of that was a blur. Because Oh, I remember one more thing. We stopped to get gas. Mm-hmm. And this place that we stopped had no gas whatsoever. Yeah. You remember that? I think yeah, vaguely, yeah. Yeah, so we had to try and coast it yeah. another 10, 15 miles down the road to get gas. Yeah. It was an absolute yeah. horrible, yeah, yeah, yeah. horrible experience. Yeah. I don't remember. We had McDonald's, I think. Maybe. We stopped at like... I remember a McChicken rings yeah. a bell for yeah, some reason. Yeah, a McChicken reason. sandwich, Maybe. Yeah. I think. Anyway. So there's a, there's a few, there's a couple other things from 2012. I just, I don't want to spend much time on it. just sort of breeze through. Yep. But I just want to mention this. Mm-hmm. We don't have to go into like how ridiculous it was but it is ridiculous is that we we played a show in nashville went there came back the, came same, back night. the same night i don't that know how was in the stupid. world we did should have never played that show Should've but we did make a fan show. there a fan that 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 still commented on our stuff she was uh scottish i believe right I think so and think she so. bought a cd so that's yeah. one thing that's one thing. that's one person but we, that is crazy that we went there and then drove back the same night yeah that's insane also the um <laughs> do you remember the louisville show or oh, we, yeah, sh- yeah, yeah. we played in the shows that had like four different bars and then yeah. my car battery died. Yeah, and some guy like tried to get on stage with us. Remember that? Oh, yeah. 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 It was thing awful. The, the thing we, played some, we played a lot of we questions. Luckily, we never found ourselves in like a green room type show. If you've no. ever seen the movie Green Room. <laughs> we never but, found ourselves in a situation like that, but close. But <laughs> also in 2012, we found our... We found the niche. We found... We found... We found the, the collective unit. Well, we found well our, our bass player had left at the time, uh, and we needed a bass player. Yep. And we had two weeks before opening a for show the, with. So the, there's this there's this new metal band from the early 2000s. They're called Edema. Yep. I'm not that aware of them, but apparently they had they a couple were, of big they songs. Were, they were big. So there was a few bands playing. I forgot where it was, but it was in Huntington. It was uh, Tequila Rocks, maybe. Tequila Rocks, yeah. Yeah, Tequila, Tequila Rocks. Rocks. Yep. And we might have been opening that show. We did open that show. And uh, Josh learned about seven or eight seven songs. Seven or eight songs. In, in a span of two weeks. And yep. I remember us playing extremely well. Yeah. You know, my, my well, sister and, bro- and brother-in-law, who, was, uh, who basically just got married a, f- a few months before that, I remember they still tell me it's like you all were literally my favorite act of the night, and there wasn't a lot of people there, which sucked because you yep. got a demon there. There wasn't a lot of people there. But well, I, I just remember being super proud that we were able to pull that well, off. What was funny is that um, Nathan said something. I don't. I think it was in like a group message we had. It was like, Josh, you know the songs on keyboards, right? Yeah. Can you play bass on them? I was like. I mean, maybe, and then the whole collective. Well, I wrote out and I wrote out tabs for every song. Yeah, for it. I was like, here's the, the whole, tabs. The play whole, along to them. The whole collective <laughs> thing was is like, 
do we bring someone in in two weeks and try to teach them these eight nine songs, or do we just segue someone who's aware of the someone songs, who's aware of the songs who has? A, there, there was there was a thought of having you stay on keyboard, but I was like this. He knows it's not working. the songs. You know, yeah. He knows the songs. So it was just me, you, me, you, Chris, yeah. and Nathan. Yeah. And uh, I think we killed that show. That was I loved that hey, for, show for the yeah. I, that was great. Yeah. I think at the time that was probably the that, best. That might have been the best we had played at that time. That Fender Squire bass that you own now. Yeah, you yeah. Did so you, you played that? Yeah, that I hate was that. That, was, that bass is so rough. It's, it I, rec- rough. I record my stuff on that, and it's ooh, rough. Dude. I do make it sound the good. action. On I do it make is... it sound good thanks to like uh, editing and stuff like yeah. that. But it's hard. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes if it, if I'm playing a song that's a rough riff, yeah. that's going to play frequently at the song. Yeah. I will copy and paste. Oh, it. that's okay. Because I don't want to play that bass for three and a half minutes. Yeah. But uh, I don't know how I did. But it. 2012, we played some really good it. shows as a as that as that lineup. Yeah, and, we did. Uh, I remember we played at the V Club. We decided we were going to play a, a set straight through with no stops. Yeah. We we were going to connect every song. I'm sure it was hard for the audience because they they didn't know when to applaud. But I can think we, at the end it was rewarding. Can we back up just just sure. a moment? I just want to touch on something brief because sure. I said that we were going to talk about it. The reason why we stopped doing Battle of the Bands, we did a Battle of the Bands at oh yeah Huntington. It was Huntington, right? I, th- I thought it was Charleston. I'm in Charleston. Maybe. One of those places. The judges decided to say that our bass player looked like Chad Kroger. <laughs> and the best thing about... He was playing that, keyboard at the time. He was playing keyboard at the yeah, time. Yeah. The best part about that show is that we met Casey Shingleton. Is that it? Yeah, his that band was, the was show. playing That at was the, time. the show. And it literally... God bless them. It, it, they made chicken salad out of chicken crap because if you remember casey's guitar messed up i don't his remember. pedal his pedals and everything messed up oh really through the whole show oh, like everything uh-huh. was malfunctioning uh-huh. so it was like one song in and he was just you know just ripping it out like he was yeah. doing everything in his power and that was the show where he said get up on your feet or i'm gonna freaking kill you and you got up and was <laughs> Jokingly, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know him at the time. Yeah. But we, but we met Casey at that show. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that kind of started the Casey was kind of the catalyst of us starting to really so get to know like, a lot of people. Yeah, that was kind of like early 2012. Yeah, right? early uh, 2012. But uh, yeah, we did that. The, we played that show at the V Club straight through. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, we never did it again. Nope. We, uh, again. we played a zombie walk show. Oh God! In the park. We don't talk about it. I, I really, I really don't want to talk about. It. I did not enjoy that. Yeah. I didn't like that. It was rainy. We got absolutely. A lot of our, a lot of our equipment got rain. Got yeah. rain on. Should have been canceled. That's the end of that. I, I dressed as Sean from Shaun of the Dead. It was, I was a, Rick Grimes from Walking which Dead. Which is crazy because the day before that, we played a really, I believe we played a really great set at Rocktoberfest 2012 in a in a shelter. I believe it was just the day before. Was it? I think they Are were you very sure. I think it was like the 29th and the 30th, if I'm not mistaken. <sighs> dude, I could have sworn because I remember. I thought we played a show the night before, but I don't think it was Rocktoberfest. Th- dude, it was Rocktoberfest because I, I remember having the same facial hair that I had uh, for both. Because okay. I was growing my facial hair okay. for to be look like Sean. We played great at that show. Yeah. But the zombie walk was just not designed. Like, yeah, it was not, it was designed, not designed for that. It wasn't uh, designed well. So in God tw- bless them. So in 2013... Uh, we opened I, for Wednesday 13. I had a... <laughs> I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure I've, I've told you all this, but I remember I said, if we don't... I started writing some new material. I guess I was at a peak a peak of angry, angriness when it came to music and the music scene and just what it's like to play in a band. <laughs> and uh, I was like, if we don't change our style and learn these songs i'm, I'm gonna quit the band because i thought that we, dra- we drastically needed a change sure and 
And I remember and everyone was was on board. Okay. I think. Okay. Yeah, it was on board. There and are that, two times in this band that that's happened. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about another one later. So, but I, so like I started, we started writing Beauty and Ordinary Things. Yep. And I believe uh, honestly, with Beauty and Ordinary Things, which, that which was, came out, which came out the next year, but the yep. writing, we started playing a lot of those songs in 2013. I think those were some of our most energetic shows. Yes. Like we were absolutely, we were almost a punk rock band. Yep. Like those songs yeah. were very aggressive and in your face. And the thing of it was is that that really that album really started to kick off a a collective group effort of the music mm-hmm. because all of us were throwing stuff yeah into the pot of yeah. of music. Chris was yeah. throwing stuff in. Nathan was throwing stuff in. You were throwing stuff in. I was throwing stuff in. Collectively. I think that's our most cohesive and comprehensive album. Maybe. Um, well, you know, obviously the album is is the next year, but yeah, all the writing of that was being workshop through 2013, either right. us playing it live and recording it and yep. having to send it off and, and whatnot. Uh, I can't remember if it was in 2013 or not. I think it was 2013 is when we, mm-hmm. we, we put out a demo for our song Manny. Yeah. And that, that was yep. the first taste of like... What, of, of what our new sound was going to be like, and I remember that caught a lot of people's attention. But the thing of it was, even for me, and it got a, it actually got us signed for a, a short period of time. Yeah, uh, we did. We didn't withhold. We didn't we stick didn't, with that eventually. No. But yeah, uh, but there's yeah. a reason why, though. Yeah, there's a reason but why we. Yeah, they, the yeah. thing about Manny, though, and I'll always say this is Manny is the bridge. It's the bridge that built from the old stuff, yeah. the old prog rock ish yeah. stuff. To what Beauty and Ordinary Things was. Well, what it was at the time I was listening to, I was a year into just really getting into a lot of the classic indie rock stuff. Yeah. So I was listening to a lot of Jawbreaker, a lot of Super Chunk, a lot of Archers for Loaf. And th- those were the some of the heavier indie mm-hmm. rock bands. And that that heavily influenced sure. the sound on that. And we sure. all sort of like were, were in on that anger and right. that, that angst and that ambition. And we played some great shows. We got to open for Wednesday 13, a horror punk band. At the yeah, which was, which was bizarre. Which was bizarre. But we had such a good time playing. I remember we, we made some fans. We played great. We yeah. played energetic. I remember Chris was losing his mind on yep. Headbox. Yep. Uh, it's a great show. That was, there was a lot of people at that there show. There was a lot of people so we, at that show. So throughout, all throughout 2013, those were some of my some of the most fun shows. Even, yep. if, even if our shows were like hectic and crazy and all over the place, yeah. they might not have been the tightest, but we were... We were having like so much fun workshopping those those beauty songs, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, and we we got signed because of the man the Manny song. We won yeah. a competition and we got signed to a label, and we actually got to get our album mixed by somebody in Michigan. And mm-hmm. that's who this is where Beauty and Other Things comes in. Yeah, twenty fourteen. Yeah, uh, had the album mixed. It took a while. It did uh, take a while. It, just, it took a while because when the songs got sent up on the hard it, drive, yeah. they got shuffled. Some of the tracks we'd listen to. Some of the tracks we'd listen to got like, Oh, this part is not where it's This is not where it's supposed to be. And the worst one was T. Yeah, the yeah, end yeah. of T was, oh my yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. It was a mess. But 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 the album came out in 2014. The album, the album the, this, you're sort of revolved around that album. And uh, it still is our probably most people's favorite stuff by us oh absolutely it uh absolutely. you know as far as like mixing wise it probably is our most cohesive i just don't love how the album is mixed which which yeah which somewhat so i can listen to it still and be like yeah i like this as far as songwriting and our energy goes mm-hmm. i was like i love this i just wish it wasn't so it feels really it's processed polished. It's and, polished. and i'm not saying that the guy like auto-tuned my vocals but there was correction in a lot of my vocals that changed melodies that i'd seen mm-hmm. 
I was like, maybe he thought this was better. I didn't sing the melody off key. He just wanted to change the melody. Yeah. And uh, I think he did that with some guitar parts and even maybe some bass parts. And maybe it worked, maybe there, it didn't. Okay. And, and the album is very, okay. very compressed. There like, is, it, it's very loud. There is a thing in one of the songs. I don't remember what it's on. <laughs> it might be Headbox. Maybe. Where there's a bass part. It has to be Headbox. And, <laughs> and I went, I didn't play that. Exactly. That's how I felt while listening to some vocal... Melody's like, I did not sing it like and that. And you know, and the thing was, is I, I remember I remember recording the song. I, I, granted, I don't remember recording the song, but I remember texting Nathan after listening to it, and I went, no, it was, no, no, no. It was when we when we all sat down, because we waited, and we all sat down and listened to the record together mm-hmm. in, in Nathan's house. Yeah. We sat in the living room, listened to the whole record from start to finish. Yeah. And when it was over, I looked at Nathan, and I went, did I play that like that? Yeah. And he was album, like, he was like, he was like, I guess I don't know. As much as I am still very much fond of the majority of these songs, yeah. I think it has some of our best songs. It does not sound like it us. doesn't I don't sound think. like. Us. I know that's a lot of people's favorite stuff, but it does not. It does not reflect what it sounded like live because yeah. they changed a lot of our tones because we yeah. sent in the, the the files raw essentially, yeah. and they changed yeah. a lot. That's just what they wanted to do, and honestly, it kind of worked because we we made more fans from that album right. than any other album. Right. But just me personally listening back to it, I was like, oh, this is an incredibly compressed album. Yeah. But you know, we, we we met a lot of friends along the way. That this was around the time that we started playing around with the uh, miniature giant, which yep. Casey Shingleton returns. Uh, yep. He played yep. he played drums, and that's where we met one of our. Aside from Casey, you know, we met John, John Ballard, John uh, Ballard. Uh, Michael, Michael Workman, Workman. all of the Miniature uh, Giant gang. We also met one of, uh, I think... Well, Sheldon, too. Sheldon, Sheldon and too. We, obviously, we, we knew Foz. And Foz, we, yeah. But we met a guy that I think is the, maybe the heart and soul of... You, real, real quick, do you remember that time you got electrocuted? <laughs> yeah, yeah, at one of those local shows. We were playing with the Big Bad. That sucked. <laughs> it was Foz, too. Oh, yeah, that Foz, sucked. us, and then Big Bad. I, I touched that and mic, and it You just, touched that mic, and I got shocked, too? I got shocked, too? Uh, but, but anyway, sorry. We met, funny. It was, it was around side, this time where, actually, before I mention this guy, I want to say that we met one of our super fans who shows up at the shows and steals the show every time. That's 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 oh, Tad. Oh yeah, Tad. Tad. Uh, Tad. Just really stole the show. Uh, but oh Tad. It was here where we we discovered. I believe the venue had just opened, and maybe in 2014, that's the Cartrith. The Cross Lanes. Oh who gosh, was primarily the booked so and ran by our, our friend John, John Poole, Poole, who I think is one was of the in the basement of a church. Yes, yeah, one of the. I think he's one of the most talented musicians in West Virginia. Actually, no question. Just, just one of the most talented musicians I know. No question. Good friend. Uh, I think he's maybe he's 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 the backbone of of the music he's, scene. Uh, here. No, he's that, in so many. That, ad, that is acts. no. That is no exaggeration. No, no, I will yeah. sit here until my dying breath and say the most important person. In the West Virginia music scene, especially in Charleston, Huntington, Charleston, yeah, all the surrounding yeah. southern areas, is John Poole. No doubt. I don't. I don't, ca- I don't care if that cares if so, that makes cares so if much. that makes if yeah. that makes you mad and that you know that insults you, then you need to work harder than John Poole. <laughs> For real, like he's seriously, he he's awesome. So we were love great. the man. We've we loved every show we ever played the Carter. Absolutely. We, I think we played our first show there, and like maybe like later, like after Beauty and Everything's came yep. out in fall of 2014. Yep. We played a lot more shows there yep. until it ultimately closed. But yep. we also in 2014 at the V Club that fall we opened for Hawthorne Heights. Yep. And I remember we Ohio played. Ohio is for lovers. We played a Pinker. We played not Pinker, but we played a Weezer El Scorcho cover. And I remember yep. some guy just lost his mind. Oh, about he did. It. He was like, "You guys were the best band." He, he did. It's like, sir, were we better than Hawthorne Heights? Check <laughs> were yourself. Were we? But, I mean, that, that was always cool. We got yep. to open for Edema, Wednesday 13, Hawthorne Heights. Yep. Cool. Yep. Uh, going into 2015, still sort of like 
going off the off semi beauty. the semi success of beauty yep. made 2015 our biggest year as a band. Oh, absolutely. Uh, because absolutely. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that us because of beauty or anything's us turning that in to try to get on live on the levee. That that album got us on live on the levee. Yeah. But before live on the levee came. We uh we became good friends with a, a band out of Morgantown called False Pterodactyl. Oh yeah, we, Man, and we went on a, a mini tour with them in Ohio. Yeah, and I had a blast. Even though there yeah. wasn't big turnouts at yeah. any of the shows, I had a blast with those we guys. We played we played Akron, Columbus, and Cleveland. Cleveland. Um, yeah, yeah, and with the least amount of people being at at the at, Cleveland show, I think, or Columbus. The Akron show wasn't bad. There was there was a lot, there was like yeah. thirty yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, at yeah, that yeah. Kind of The show. Cleveland show was the one that had that was pretty. Blackluster. Yeah, uh, we did get to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame though. That was cool. we got him for free too because we gave him. A, we told him we were in a band. And we gave him our CDs. That yep. was a lot of fun. But I had so much fun with. The, I, I'm glad. I always wanted to be friends with those guys because ever since I heard them, I was like, "This is my favorite West Virginia band." Yeah, th- th- that was the one band I was like, "I am. Yeah. I am. They're so good. I'm legitimately jealous of what of what sounds they were able to yeah, make." How, and I was just so glad we were able to, to befriend them. How a acoustic guitar made that kind of sound and a Incredible. drum kit it's a guy an acoustic guitar and a drum a drummer and he would yep. use multi-effects on his drum he would, he would play through a bass amp and a guitar amp yep and I, some of those songs were just like oh my, i wish insane. i could i wish I, but yeah we had a really good time with them on that yep. little ohio tour and uh well not, you all had a good time i had to dry out a bass case if you remember no do you, don't, you don't remember that no okay so the the show that we played in columbus where we were downstairs was it columbus Akron was the one where we were kind of tucked away in the back, right? Mm-hmm. In the basement. Yeah, yeah. In Columbus, the next night, we were kind of in the middle of the city, but yeah. we were down. We were still downstairs in the basement. Yeah, I believe so. The guy, I had my base case sitting, and it was open, and he dropped a okay. beer in my base case. I remember this. Okay. okay. I remember this. That base case still reeks of beer. I remember that. That was yeah. 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not 15 years ago, yeah. but it was close. It was 10 years ago. We had a good time. It was 2015. Uh... Uh, not too long after that, you know, we came, come back to West Virginia, and you know, we ha- we were getting prepared for live on the levee. Yeah, but I believe maybe the week before, we basically had a practice live on the levee show at the V Club in Huntington. Yes, and to we this, played the exact and, same and I'm, set. And I'm telling you this much right now, Josh. To it's the best this, show we ever to this played. Day, I think that is the best show we've ever played. And there's a little bit of footage. I believe our friend Howard Hill has got some footage of us playing our song Patricia, mm-hmm. maybe Manny. I don't know, but I just remember thinking, wow. We killed it, and it was, ba- it was basically the same exact set we were going to play. Yeah. Maybe a little bit shorter because we got we uh, we initially had a longer set at the Libby. Yeah, but I, we I initially re- had an hour at the Libby. We'll get to that. I remember. We'll that. I just remember that that V Club show. Uh, yeah, great, and we had yeah. we had great friends there. And you know, I believe uh, Casey might have been there. Howard was there. John Poole might have been there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, live on the Libby happened in late May. We had one of the first, maybe the first or the second weekend. We of were live one on the of the Libby. first weekends. We played, and uh, it was. Ugh, very distraughtful day to begin with. Yeah, it was it was so fun, and then we were we were getting ready, and everything was. We were ready. We, 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 we were Chris, set up. We Chris had sound checked. We Chris were ready Workman to go. at the time was not in the band, but we brought him back. Yep. We, he was going to play the last third of the show yep. with us. Yep. And that was going to be a lot of fun. We had practiced for yep. it. We're like we're ready. They gave us an hour, um, so we were there. We were set up. We were ready to go. And then the rain came. The monsoon came. The monsoon All of our equipment was on came. stage. So we got to cover this stuff. We got to cover the stuff up. And bless the levy. They had everything ready to go yeah. in case of rain. Yeah, it was it was Nothing solid. messed up. None yeah. of our equipment messed up. They yeah. were ready to go. Oh, yeah. Um, but the problem was is that the rain started right before we were supposed to play. So, so we didn't even know we was going to get to play yeah, or not. Yeah, yeah. That sucks. So bless the city of Charleston. 
bless the city of Charleston and the people that do live on the levee. Yeah. Because they came up to us and we were like, are we going to get to play at all? Or do we just need to take our stuff off the stage? And the guy was like, no, no, no. We're going to cut your set down, but you're going to get to play. You and I immediately just bum rushed each other. And well, we were like, we got to figure cut. out what we got to cut. We got to cut. We gotta cut songs that may a song or two that might be a little bit too, too weird long. And too long. Yeah. Keep one long song. Yeah. Keep the basics. If we can only play thirty five yep. minutes, we gotta keep these songs. These and will we, be the most attractive songs. And we literally audience. said everything Chris is doing, we're keeping. We gotta keep everything Chris we is doing. Everything because we rehearsed that he's gonna be in yeah, there. Yeah. He's gonna be there. And we so and so we played about eight songs. Yeah. We played eight songs. Five of them, just us. The last three yeah. were with Chris. Yeah. Which you can go watch that on YouTube if you like. Uh, the, the last, the last song, the last just... song and a half is cut. Yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, because yeah. I really think the last song was. I don't even know who filmed. I think one of Nathan's relatives filmed yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway, live on the levee happened. That was. It was great. I think that's honestly, and it, we played it wasn't to the best a we played. lot you know, of people. There, there was some nerves, and oh, yeah. there would there would have been even more people if it wouldn't have rained. I if think we played rained. for about seven hundred people. Yeah, I think there would have been over a thousand. Yeah, but oh, that definitely. was still by far the most definitely. people we played for. We played. Uh, I thought we played. We, we played a really cool set. Um, uh, we played like, I said, like I said, like I said, the nerves were there, but Chris came on on stage. I feel like I feel like the first half of this first song he played on, which was T, uh, his guitar wasn't working or oh, something. No. You can watch the video. He's like. Is this not working? Eventually, it comes together. And yeah, we had a lot. We had a lot of our friends right there at the front. Oh yeah, that cheering was, us on. Yeah. There was, I don't know. There was just, it was just a, a great yeah. community of people there. That's that helped with the nerves for me. Was having having Casey them right and John there, John and all, and yeah, right yeah. there because it was, was it was it was a feeling yeah. of comfort of yeah. having those people there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I great. appreciate them being there. That was great. You know, uh, we we had a lot of fun with that. Uh, there was another story here, but I'm cutting it. I think we should cut it because it, it's not band related. It's not band related. Toledo? Who's Toledo? We Toledo? Can, we can keep that for another time because I feel like we are running along. We need to get into this other stuff. Um, and Toledo, Toledo we, isn't... We're an hour 12. Yeah, we need to cut it. Oh. Let's cut that. Let's let's Okay, let's, we'll let's save that ahead. for another... 2015, I thought was a super solid year. We had started writing, oh, yeah. we started writing new material in 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh surprisingly to me it was material that was more it was even more ambitious than beauty and everything oh god yeah it was more ambitious and we we're like this is what we need to do we this, can be, this can be conceptual we, gonna, we backtracked we, is this, what happened no no we backtracked this wasn't backtrack the stuff that we had we had initially written was not backtrack it was greater than the beauty and everything stuff no no, no i'm talking i felt we ba- okay lucid dreams is great no no is that what you're talking about so you're not you're not letting me get to it. Okay. We initially started writing stuff, and it was going to be our next stuff. But we were like, okay, let's cut this into two parts, and then the two, the second part never happened. Right. That's we ended, what up, I was we ended say. up keeping the more simple songs, which are good. Right. That's uh, that's what I was getting ready to say. But we were we had written like a basically like we a, wrote a concept we, record. We released, we were going to do a concept EP where all the songs connected. Yeah. Uh, and eventually, one of those songs did come out on our last album, and right. and the other song, another song came yep. out uh, later. Later. But we'll uh, talk about. But they were all going to connect, and I was like, "Yeah, this is this is the right this is the right move after Beauty because those songs weren't necessarily like like reliant on a chorus. Or yeah. They were they were all over the place, and I was right. like, this is a little bit more artistic, and it's a little bit more ambitious. But we ended up being like, let's play it safe. Yeah, <laughs> and we yeah. ended up we ended up doing more well, normal songs, which I liked. And 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 I really the the problem is too the problem was is that we the okay the initial idea was to have Lucid Dreams one. Lucid Dreams 2, yeah. and then when it was done, squish them together As an album. And, ma- and make the album and yeah. put them in the right running order and yeah. all that. So, what problem with that is, is that if you have a continuation of a story and you bit and piece it yeah. in everywhere, it doesn't work as a, as a conception. Yeah. 
and that's my fault. I, I will always take blame for, go, for that. Um, but, but, you take away the concept, songs are pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I like Lucid Dreams. That was our first time recording with Brian Hensley, who I talked yep. about. I worked at Shamrocks. Yep. Uh, great experience. The yep. songs were were obviously more raw because somebody just didn't take our songs and change them completely. Right, right. And that might be a problem with some people. It does yep. feel it does feel like less expensive than Buenary things, but it yep. also feels more like what we'd sound like live. Right. And I appreciate that. Right. There's some great stuff on there. Yeah. Uh, are we? Are we, so we're, we're 2016. So we're talking about. We're going to talk about our favorite songs later, right? Yeah, sure. So, so I'll wait till then because there's some of these songs are, I'd like to talk about, but sure. we don't need to now. Okay. Uh, there was a shift in sound. I thought people liked it, but uh, they weren't as hot on it as Beauty yeah. and Everything. The pro- I think the Somewhat problem was understandable. Yeah, I I, again, I think the problem was is that we tried to get too ambitious after. Ordinary things. Well, Lucid of Dreams wasn't that ambitious, though. It really wasn't. I feel it could have been. Aside from, I wish, you know, like, like for instance, like eventually it had a song called B on it, which I thought was ambitious. And even though I really, I do really like that song, it ended up not being as good as I was hoping it was going to. I thought it was going to yeah. be our best song. Yeah. And it's, it's, it might be top 10, but it's, I don't think it's best. Well, the songs are pretty normal, though. Yep. Verse, chorus, verse, bridge. I mean, yeah. and that wasn't like that on Beauty and Everything. Things. There right. was, like, literally two songs on Beauty and yep. Things, and that was Find a Wife and, and Pure Beauty. Those yep. were, like, the only two songs that did yep. that. And, you know, we, 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 we decided to do a little bit more normal, structured songs on yeah. Dreams. I thought some people appreciated it, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, other than that, 2016, I can't necessarily remember a lot other than that. We played shows, you know. We we, we played shows at the car trip. We played shows with our friends. Here's what happened in 2016. In 2016, also, what didn't help us was we oversaturated ourselves. Probably we were playing, playing a show a almost every other week. Yeah, yeah. And it got to the point where I was starting to get burnout, mm-hmm. bad, yeah. bad burnout. I wasn't going to leave. I was going to push through it, mm-hmm. but I was starting to get really bad burnout. Yeah. Um, just because we were doing so much so fast. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, 2017, though, was when Lucid Dreams came out. Uh, it came out in 2016. Summer 2016. Well, on Spotify, it says 2017. So. Well, it, it came out 2016. Uh, <laughs> that's when, when, when B was at. Yeah, we put B. We put B because uh, it wasn't initially on Lucid Dreams, but then we put it at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have 2017. I have, beside 2017, I have, I don't remember 2017. Because 2017 is when I started my job at the movie theater. Yeah. I started working third shift, night shift. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. A lot of those two and a half years mm-hmm. working there, my memory just like it's not that good. Not not great. My memory's not that good either. It, it's so. difficult. I remember us playing shows. You know, I remember playing shows and getting back at one a.m. and going to work. Yeah. And I didn't do that. Terrible. They only did it a couple times. Like you know, what? I'm just gonna, I'm just going to request off. But I remember doing that and not having a fun time. And I don't know. I guess I stopped having as much fun. But we still started. We still started to write. We were still writing yeah. stuff and still trying to grow as a band. Well, and I thought we wrote some really, really interesting and well, cool stuff throughout, what happened, throughout 2017. What happened was, <laughs> is I pretty much remember saying that I want to write some rock songs. Is what I want to write. I was like, I don't want to do sure. this concept. You don't remember this conversation? Not really. Did, okay. I, hey, I have. I don't okay. remember 2017. Okay. So we. So we were in the rehearsal space, which was Nathan's garage, uh-huh. and we were doing something. I don't remember what song we were working on, but we it ended up we never did anything with it. I don't remember what it was. 
There was a couple. There was a couple of songs. Yeah. And I wish we could have, but it just it, it was just too work. hard. It, it, just just, it, was, it wasn't going to work. Yeah. And I just remember going and looking at you all and like, can we just write some rock songs? Can we just play some rock, some just rock songs? And I remember looking at you and be like, you need you need to know your and place, you were, and sir. Well, I mean, you looked at me and you pretty much looked at me and you was like, this is what we're we're writing. And, and I was like, no. I was like, I want to write you know some straightforward verse, chorus, verse, chorus songs. How dare you? Defy me! Oh, I know. Just for the record, I want I, the I want, leader of the just band. For the record, I want to make this very clear. As playing in a band, while I'll probably likely never play in a band again. <laughs> I was probably I was probably Caleb is a control freak. I was folks. probably awful to play with a band in. You weren't. Uh, there was times there was times where I was cool, but I I don't know. I, I was probably a little bad. controlling, but. But, no, but, but I think. But I th- in 2017, I don't remember it, so I'm not taking. Okay, off. okay, <laughs> you weren't con- you weren't controlling. I wouldn't. I would never say that you I just were wanna, controlling. I just. Why can't everyone just let me be a puppet master? No, I think what it was. <laughs> what it was is that you were the main songwriter of the group. You were the main songwriter of the group, and you had a vision of what your song should be. Now there was a lot of times when and the vision never happened. It should have happened on Beauty and Rare Things, but then they changed it. <laughs> but the thing of it is, it's like, especially around 20, 2016, 2017, 2018, when we were doing Lucid Dreams and the final EP, mm-hmm. LP, whatever, whatever it is. Spotify wants to call it, um, that was the most collaborative that you and I were. Yeah, it was. Um, and it was, that was a lot of fun. It was fun. We, yeah. And it was one of those type of things where you would come in with a riff or you would come in with a concept and you and I would build upon that concept. Yeah. Um, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And and the thing of it is is that with us, we never we never said, well, he wrote the song or he wrote the song or he wrote the words or he did this. We always said it was a collaborative effort between the four of us. I, I wrote every single word to Dry Dunes. I would take I would take full responsibility. No, in, especially in, in tw- on that last album, it was on just, that last album. It was, it was uh, and that, I believe that 2017 was around the time when I learned that I need to put a chorus effect on my guitar on every single song. And I have, you know what? I have not stopped. Well, and you know the thing of it was is that because we, we're kind of like skipping 2017 going into 2018 because 2017 was a lot of writing, a lot of writing the final for, EP. Yeah. Um, and the thing of it is is that. With that EP, a lot of that was wrote out of jams. Sure. Hastings was wrote out of a jam. Uh, Uh, Hodgepodge was wrote out of a jam. Yeah. Um, Cycle, I remember remember starting, I remember playing the opening riff to Cycle and we all just, and we all just kind of joined in on it. Red was done. You had red, and I had room, and you had room, and, erad- and obviously eradication, eradication was. We recorded before way Lucid Dreams. Before, yeah. We recorded the music to, to eradication in 2015. That was going to yep. be part of that ambitious like yep. like trilogy uh, of songs, yep. and uh, we ended up like let's bring that back. Yep. That, that that was always my favorite song yep. live, and we, we we brought that back, and yep. that was super. That was a great point on the album for me, right? Uh, and so, and that kind of was. Not necessarily a jam song, but it was it was rote. But it tells it, it it's almost like that song itself is like a three act four act structure. Yeah. Speaking of Bo is afraid, yeah, it's an anxiety riddled uh, little story there. But, but but yeah, I just I thought that we really delved into like like a new eighties new wave sound on that. Yeah, also yeah. doing a lot of art rock. Uh, I, I listened back at some of it. I thought we could could have done some of it better. Right, looking at it when it, it was released in twenty eighteen. Uh, that's the thing. Since we're branching off into 
this and post band now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look back at a lot of this stuff and knowing the knowledge that I have now with me recording my own stuff. Yeah. I'd be I would have been so much better at at knowing yeah. properly how to track vocals. Yeah. Because the vocals are fine on these songs, but I'm looking at the stuff I track now and I'm like I've got I've got to I've got to make these vocals basically perfection because yeah. I want it, I want them to stand out yeah. and I want the music to stand out and I have all the time in the world because I have my my room as a recording studio yeah. and it's it's hard to do that when you're recording uh, with a band right. is that you don't have all the time you're like well I got a budget here we got to spend this amount yeah. of money and sometimes yeah. some things do feel slightly rushed but that's also sort of well, the, that's also part of the thrill yeah, of being in a band the e- the EP honestly was ro- was was recorded rather quickly if I'm not mistaken we got the the EP recorded in what five sessions. Roughly, uh, maybe. Was it long? Well, well, no, that's not true because because we uh, we had released "Cycle" the previous summer in 2017 okay. as a single. So, yeah. so that part of it was. But I remember going back in early 2018 mm-hmm. and really finishing it up, yeah. and then releasing it in like late March 2018. Well, late March 2018 was the last EP. Our last show as a band was May the 19th of 2018. You can listen to that show. You can listen to that show on Bandcamp. I, I regret so many things about that show. I regret using a vocal pedal because it, it made it. It made it which hell. Was, which was also recorded by Brian. Yeah, it made it, it. It made it hell probably on Brian to to properly mix that because yeah. that vocal pedal is a nightmare. It, it really because well, because the vocal pedal picks up so much that it picked up in, a lot of Nathan's symbols. In our defense, though. We didn't really expect that to be the last. Yeah, we didn't expect. Show. We, were just, we were just recording it. We were recording it as yeah. Because again, me and my big brain was let's do let's do the record and then do a live version of the record and then just boom, we've got stuff that we can release yeah. to bridge the gap between <laughs> the next record and yeah. the EP. Again, I'm always that's me. I'm always thinking bigger than what it should be, mm-hmm. um, and that's my fault. That's my fault. Yeah. Um, but um, after that, um, Nathan um, ended up having a child, mm-hmm. um, and we started to get the ball rolling again to play in uh, late or early 2019, wasn't it? It was late, late 2019, like late summer, early early fall. And we had rehearsed some songs. The the I th- I think the rehearsals went fine. There was there's some video footage of it um, yeah. somewhere, um, but then um, 2021 that kind of uh, threw a monkey wrench in everything. Um, yeah. to, to be fair, even though I, I I enjoyed the rehearsal, I was still like I'm not sure if I want to do this because yeah. in 2018 I I was checked out. I didn't want to play. Uh, I just didn't want to play. We were burnt out. I didn't want to play anymore. We were burnt out. You, you see, and it's it sucks. It's it's a it's all it's part. I know it shouldn't be, but it's partially because we do so much and play a lot of shows and try really yeah. hard, and yeah. you don't see a lot of a result from it anymore. Right. The peak was 2015. Yeah, I'm like, eh, there's not there's not much here. We, I don't we think. We honestly were. <laughs> I think I think for you and I were honestly, we had the conversation. I was over it. We had the conversation yeah. of what else. What is there left to do? Yeah. Um, I remember I remember us having that through text message, but we also had it. Face to face, heart to heart, and mm-hmm. it wasn't. It wasn't anything of. It wasn't any malice toward anybody or anything like yeah. that. It literally, like you said, it was. What What else can we do? Yeah. It feels like we are just spinning wheels. Yeah. And yeah. there's one thing if if you're in a band, there's one thing you don't want to do is sit and spin your wheels. It's It's got to be. You can't be like a job, or it's got to be right. fun. Always, it's got to be fun. Yeah, and I wasn't. And we weren't having <laughs> fun. fun. We were having fun. 
it's the thing. We were having fun playing. We were having fun hanging with each other and playing and doing that stuff. Sure. But there was no result coming from yeah. it. I'll be honest. If I'm looking at, if I'm thinking really hard about 2017, 2018, I didn't have a lot of fun at m- many of those shows. If I'm mm-hmm. being honest with you, I don't know. It's probably because I was working. Because mm-hmm. uh, early on in our career, I had the delusion that oh, I'm going to play music for a living. Yeah, like a, like a young yeah. aspiring musician using yeah. those. I didn't really, I didn't have a job really, and I was like, this is my job. Like we're going to do yep. this. And like you, you learn that once you get a job, you're like, oh, like I'm delusional about yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. It's good to have delusion. Yeah. I still live my day-to-day life with a, a sense of delusion. I think that's good to have. Yeah. But with this, I obviously broke out of that. So. And also, also what kind of threw us all into a kind of a whirlwind tailspin uh, was COVID. Yeah, I mean... COVID I, happened. I was recording uh, stuff. And I was in a state of delusion with COVID because I yeah. was even recording stuff early on with COVID, putting out stuff that yeah. is, isn't that good. And that which leads ultimately, like, when you start recording your own stuff... Uh, you just kind of get better. You get yeah. the more you practice stuff, just like playing in a band, mm-hmm. you get better the more you practice. And me learning more and more about like what makes something sound good. Mm-hmm. What do you pan to the right? What do you pan to the left when yep. you're recording? And I've released a lot of stuff, and I, I feel like everything that I do kind of gets a little better because the more you do it, the more you, you learn. Right. And I've had a really good time. I and I think that a lot of my stuff, I, I have an easier time listening to it than listening to the Meet Me in the Matinee stuff because I know that. That I had all the time in the world to work on this, mm-hmm. and I went crazy. I went crazy mixing this. Whereas the meat matinee stuff, I wasn't mixing, and it's like, oh, that really wasn't on me. It still sounds good, but I know more about this. The de- the downfall is that I, I don't get, I don't see the stuff, I don't get to see any of this stuff played out live. Yeah, and I don't get to, I don't get to see that enjoyment of playing in a band. Yeah, which my dream now is is I've been thinking about it for years, but I, I every time like I'll get like a. Uh, a little like lightning bolt in my head and be like, Caleb, you need to do this. This is what you got to do. And that is to, to make a show and have some pre-recorded instruments, Mm -hmm. primarily drums and maybe some keys Mm -hmm. and play along with a guitar. Have you play bass and play in these songs that I'm, I've been doing now live so that we could play live shows. I mean, (laughs) cause I mean like, I just want to play live shows. I realize that maybe some people would view that as, well, it's not all the way live. It's like, what is anymore? Come on. That's true. And it would still be cool because we'd be playing some sick bass parts and some sick guitar parts, and it would be playing live. Yeah. It's just a matter of working all that stuff out. Yeah. We played an acoustic show together uh, last year. We had Mm -hmm. a lot of fun. We played some Meet Me That A songs. Yep. And we played some of my songs. We played some, we played a whole entire Jimmy Eat World section of songs. But uh, I just don't play very much. I play like once a year. and. You know, I'm not. I'm not like heartbroken over that, but yeah. sometimes like you, you're like, oh man, I used to play like thirty to forty times a year. Yeah. So it's like that's that's, that's, that's true. That, that's the one sign. That, that is true. We yeah. we we really played a we lot. Hard in the paint there for a little. Oh, I'd while. say we played about over fifty times a year one time. Oh yeah. Probably that, right. That 2014, was probably, 2015, 2016. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm recording stuff now and I'm loving it. You know, and I yeah. would I would love to see it played out. And I would my ideal is like my ideal world is be like all the people that I love the most come be like Caleb. I know these songs. I, I just play, listen to them. I, I learn them. Yeah. Let's play them live. Like, yeah, let's do okay. that. <laughs> I just don't. The, the hassle of starting a band is just yeah. like, oh god, and it, it, drama. But we're we're older now, so you never know. But, yeah, you never know. So don't be surprised if I'm like, Josh, get, get out your bass. We're gonna we're gonna play basically karaoke to a drum track on these Yay! songs. Here. We're gonna, it's gonna start off with a click track, Yay! and we're gonna be on time. It's gonna be great, and people's gonna love it. And we're gonna have a, a TV behind us playing random movie scenes <laughs> just to make it seem theatrical. Yeah. But yeah, that's so, that, that's the band. That's our well, music. We're not done yet. We're not I'll, done I'll, yet. You're right. I did have one more thing to say, and that is we are not pop punk. 
<laughs> there were people that there were people that, that said that, and oh, every time every time I took I took resentment. That's not because I. I, I hate pop punk. It's just like what what, I'm like, what world are you living in? Where are your ears? Well, what I was gonna say, and, some, and one person used that as an insult, and I'm still very, oh, I'm still angry about that. Who used it as an insult? You can tell me later. Nah, later, I'll tell you later. Okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, 2021, uh, Nathan passed away. We we know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of the end. Yeah, that's the end. Yeah. Um, but 2022. You went back and finished. Well, you know, I'd been recording. I just put out, in 2021, I'd put out, I think, at the time, the best thing that I'd ever done, recording myself, mm-hmm. an album. And I was like, I'm, I'm decent at this. Yeah. I was like, let's get some of these tracks we recorded in 2015 for that, like, trilogy of songs. Because we, we know that Brian has those, those the, drum, the drum tracks and the bass tracks. The guitar yep. tracks we never recorded, the vocals we never recorded. Yeah. Let me see if he has these. And there were two songs, The Teachings and Momentary Ravage of Innocence. Mm-hmm. And I took those. Uh, the Teachings as a whole was a seven-minute long song, and I just could not make the whole thing work. Yeah. So I cut it to where it was an instrumental at the very end, our, yep. our jam band. And I yep. connected the two songs, because Momentary Ravage of Innocence, you all killed it. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> that was a long time ago, but you, no, all, you all no, must have brought it that day. There was no click track. Yeah, you all were No, no click track. We were just no playing. No click track. We were just and playing. We, we did it, and I recorded it, put a lot of guitar parts in, a lot of keyboard parts, a lot yep. of acoustics. I just yep. I tried to go all out, and I spent several months mixing it. We put out, I put it out uh, July or something like that. Something we put like it that. out. And yeah. uh, I still think more people need to... That, that, I, I love... I love that. I love yeah. that because these were songs I always wanted out. I yep. thought that you guys did an amazing job tracking it, and well, thank uh, you. and uh, I, I I just always the times that we played the song these songs for a year, I had a really good time playing them, and yeah. I, I was like, these songs need to be people need to listen to these songs, yeah. and uh, they're listen to them. Yeah. They're they're together on Spotify. It yep. makes it's one like, long track. It's like over seven minutes long together. But yep. yeah, love them so. <sighs> listen to those. Okay, well, that's that's meet me in the matinee. That is, that is the history of our band, or at least the stuff we, or at least the stuff that we've talked about. (laughs) I mean, there could be more that we've just forgotten over the last fifteen years. Those stuck out the most to me, though. Um, Caleb, real quick, we're going to go through and name our top ten. Now is the part where we get egotistical. Because well, this whole episode's well, we're also gonna we're, we're we're putting a playlist up to show people like hey these were the songs we think you should listen to right most. right and I don't have a dag on song from <laughs> from uh from Thriller Fantasy oh here. god oh uh, lord now I have started the playlist oh, no. I, I did I have started oh, the playlist now I did put one song from Realer Fantasy on that playlist oh, though oh no and that was a uh, Rubik's Cube but it's not on here though oh no I'm gonna go through my honorable mentions real quick okay don't don't freak out when I okay. <laughs> when I name some of these okay. Okay. I'm not, buddy, I'm not. Trust me. Okay. When you hear my top ten, you're gonna be like, so, "Why is that?" So there? I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go ahead and list the number beside these two. Fifteen. Okay. Cycle. 14, really? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Fourteen rare teeth. Okay. Thirteen hodgepodge. Okay. Twelve. Okay. Twelve existential reflections. Let me now. Let me say something about existential reflections. I like that song. You are killing me. I like existential. You are already killing me. I like me. existential reflections so much more now than I did in. Oh 20- yeah. Dude, it's a great song. I think that is. I look back and like look at like what I was, what I meant when I was writing that song. I was like, oh my god, that was a pivotal moment in my life. Yeah. And I just think that's such an interesting. Song. I wish it could have made my top ten, but it just didn't. And number eleven is Popcorn Button. <laughs> Dude, I had a. Are you on crack, man? I had a tough time. With are this. you on crack? Maybe a little. <laughs> I think you are, dude. So do do we want to do I? Do you, I'll, I'll give you mine. Okay. Fifteen flows like water. Oh my god. Fourteen. I, I can't listen to flows like water. Fourteen. Dry Jen's Twist. Oh, my God. 
You, you, <laughs> 13 T. What? <laughs> are we, are we pranking each other? No. 12 drone. 11 head box. You know what, Josh? You, you just don't get my band. <laughs> you don't get my songwriting. Go ahead. Okay? Number 10 for you. Are we going back and forth or just? Yep. Back and forth. My 10 is Manny. Are you serious? Yeah, he barely made it. Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, I love Manny, but it's 10. 10 is eradication. Are you serious? <laughs> Man, we don't. We're not on the we same are, page. We are way off. I didn't think we was going to be, though. <laughs> okay. I, th- I thought we would have at least some that my were nine, close. Which, my nine, which one we was recording, I was like, this will be number one. It's not. It's B. B's, B's my okay. number nine. My number nine is Room. Didn't make mine. Uh, really? At no, all? No, no, no. It's my least favorite on that EP. Wow. I thought it's our least tightest song on that last EP. But it's still such a damn good it song. It is a good but... song, but it, it was probably better live. Okay. Uh, my number eight, which I didn't think it was actually going to make this, but I listened to it. I was like, man, this song, this song, this song's hard. Okay. <laughs> it tastes things. Okay. Okay. And here's why. Okay. We had flirted with the idea of doing a shoegaze song before with Drone. But Hastings really hits the dirty shoegaze. That's really like our, <laughs> that's really our only true shoegaze it's, song. It hits the dirty. And I have capitalized that on a lot of my solo material ever since. <laughs> it's dirty. It's heavy, though. What's your okay. eight? Uh, my eight is Hodgepodge. Okay. Okay. My seven is Pure Beauty. Okay. Um, I my, thought that was, that was a staple. Of, like It was usually like our closure, and I thought we were better at live. My, my seven is B. Oh, you like it more than my me. My seven is B. B yep. Yeah, B's... Yeah, I wish I really wish we could have made the the whole like explosive ending a little bit better, you know. But yeah, but yeah, I do like I just that. need a lot of layers. That's a really that's really heartfelt, the, inter- interesting song. Yeah, yeah. I just have the time. Uh, my six is drone. Uh, okay, drones. Uh, we Dude, could, we could never we could never listen, do it live. Listen, I hate I hate that we couldn't. So <laughs> I was struggling so hard between B and drone. I was struggling I deci- so hard. I decided drone was more pivotal. For I me. love. Uh, here's the thing. I love my bass part in drone. I yeah. love that song. But I just think B just you know what just I, encompasses I really everything Drone, that we tried to do. Drone was really the first t- attempt at a shoegaze song yep. that we ever had. And whatever, I forgot what effect Brian made me use on that guitar solo, but that mixed with the, the bass and the drums and the, the rhythm guitar, that solo section just sounds so good. It, it might be like the best sounding section of any song that we have. I, I remember hearing that mix for the first time. I was like, holy cow, this is yeah, incredible. It's pretty good. Uh, what's, your, what's your six? Uh, Pure Beauty. Okay. I'm surprised. Pure, at first, I thought Pure Beauty was going to be really, really high for me. But I did too. It, but it ended up not being. I did too. It ended up not being. I, I did too. Uh, my five is T. I don't know why you don't have T on. Okay. That's. I think that's insane. T was the first song that me and you wrote together. <sighs> I lyrically. I, yeah. And I here's know. what's so interesting about T is that it's so ambitious, and there's not a chorus to be found. There's that not. And that was such a fun song to play live. And I, it was. I thought that's one of the best songs on Beauty No Anything. Here's the thing. Here's the I love thing. Love it. I love. I think it's. I hate to say this, but I think it is the um, the burnout on it because we played it every single show, every show we played. Just it. think about that that combo of T and Pure Beauty. <sighs> I know we do sometimes so it good. was sick. Yeah, it was, it was sick. Maybe you should change your list. Um, number. My number four. I haven't done my number five. Okay, okay, my bad. Number five is Patricia. Yeah, I don't have that on here, but it's great. Yeah. I, I still love Patricia. I still I, I thought I thought we did it better live than this album. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. My number four. I tell, you, I tell you, we killed it on the levee. That was the show with we Patricia. opened with it. Yeah, we opened with it. Number four is actually, uh, it's the sound and mix that I like the most, and I hate to say that because it makes me sound 
like an egotistical maniac. Oh God! My number four is the teaching slash momentary ravage of innocence. Okay, okay. The song that whoops that that I, that we were just talking about that I mixed. Here's, I just I just spent. I honestly I just had so much. Can free, I, I had so much free time. Can on I it. be honest with you? I've listened to it one time. Uh huh. It it's hard to go back and listen to it. Oh really? Uh, right now. It okay. really is uh, because I've listened to it a lot. I, I just feel I don't know what it is. I just feel so I feel so proud of, of that, oh, I, of that I, song. And I feel so much joy, dude. It is and it makes me it makes me think like, oh, this is one of it this is, is one of this is one of Nathan's best drum tracks. Yeah, and it is yeah. nothing at you. It oh really yeah, 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 is. yeah, it's just it's because yeah. I remember I vividly remember recording Lucid Dreams, mm-hmm. and there's so much, there's there are hours and hours yeah. and hours of video. Yeah, where we recorded that, uh-huh. and I still have it. Uh-huh. I still have it, and, I, and I've wanted to go back and watch it, like just watch bits and pieces of things that we we had. I just can't do it yet. Mm-hmm. I can't do it yet. Yeah, and that that's the reason why it's probably it probably would be higher. Yeah, but right now it's just I've I've listened to it one well, time, I understand that, yeah. bawled like a baby when yeah. I listened to it, and then I haven't listened to it since. I get that. I get uh, that with anybody who yeah. that, that might be why it's not. A lot of people haven't talked about it. Maybe, maybe they've maybe. only listened to it one time. Maybe I've had to listen to it a thousand times. Oh, I know because I, I because you I, had to. I, I became a crazy person trying yep. to make this song sound yep. as good as I possibly can. There's still things where I'm like, ah, the vocals could probably be down a little lower. Maybe I need to add. Maybe I'll do a remix. <laughs> <a> remi- yeah. <laughs> I'm choking. <laughs> I'm choking on my words here. Uh, what What's your four? Uh, my four. <clears throat> you is my shock you, Hugh. Really? Yes. I do really like Hugh. Yes. There's elements of it that I don't love. I really, I think the second half of Hugh is just so good. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And that outro it's is great. really, really great. Uh, there's some, I don't know. There's some stuff there. The stu- especially, it feels very, the, the album version feels very messy to me. But it's I think good. that's why I like it. Though. Still good though. Yeah. I think that's why I like it because yeah. it's just controlled chaos. It is. It is. Especially it's controlled the, chaos. It's like the distorted vocals. <laughs> We like we like put distorted vocals on that. <laughs> I know why we did that. I didn't like the way that the vocal sounded. No, but I, so I, we like that, to, we like hide that. The, vo- the vocal distortion idea was my idea. Was it? Yes. Okay. Because I said because we were talking to Brandon and I said, can you make him sound like he's talking through a yeah. uh, what is this thing's called a megaphone? Yeah. And he was like, well, I don't know, I might then, be able to do that. I was like, do that. And then we forwarded to the guy like yeah. mix, mixing it. Yeah. In so I was like, make sure you yeah. put like a. a like a megaphone effect. Okay, my, my next three are three that you've already... <laughs> okay. My three is Drajin's Twist. Okay. It was the first song I wrote for Beauty and Things. Things. It yep. was the song where I was like, this song is about everything to do with playing in a band. Mm-hmm. And this was the song that I was like, we need to learn the song or I quit. And yeah. we learned it. And I, learned I listened it. to it the other day. I was like, this song is so... Inter- we do we go to so many interesting places on this we song. Do. I really love we it. Do. I, I do. I love that one. What's your three? My three is popcorn button. How in the hell is that not in your top ten? I do really like it. The, the, that content-wise is similar to me to Drajin's Twist, and I just like Drajin's Twist so much more. Oh. It's just it's just popcorn button was a way easier song to play live than Drajin's Twist. We we struggled with Drajin's Twist live. We, we did. Yeah, we did. it was harder. Okay. Uh, my number two is Headbox. Okay. I think I think okay. I think from an objective standpoint, it's, I think it's the song that represents us as a band the most. But if you play the same old things, exactly. Would it be enough to I mean, save you? And Headbox, similar to a, a, a few songs on Beauty and Things, is about the band, mm-hmm. and I don't know. It, it, it goes through so many different areas. It's autobiographical. It's very good. 
I don't know. I listen to it, and the end of the end of it always makes me a little emotional when I listen to the end. Yeah. Of it. I think it's like a really good album. Quote. Yeah, it um it. I listened to it again the other day. I, love that one. And I played it. I was, it. I was like, oh, I played this it hits at different a, now. I played it at a. You know, they asked me to play at the uh, the Nathan Memorial show at a. Yeah. At the Loud, which yeah. was the V Club, and that was the last song I played. Uh, that's a t- that's a tough one because the the outro is always gonna like feel you, a certain way. You know, yeah, and that's the thing now. Um, it's hard to go back and listen to some of these songs and think that I hate to, to bring the mood down, but that he's not here. Yeah, and that you can't just message him and be like, "Man, I went back and listened to Matinee today," and I did this not too long ago, like well, not too long ago, but. Um, a few weeks before he died, I said I sent him a message and I was like, "Man, we were a pretty cool band. We were pretty good." I was like, "I was cool listening band. to our stuff today." I was like, and, "And and it sucks now that you can't you can't message him and be like, dude, that drum part on Momentary was sick. You yeah. did a really good part on that. You did a really yeah. good job, and that you can't give him that prop. Yeah, and it sucks." Yeah. But that, that that's I, I meant to. This was something I thought about saying earlier, but I completely forgot about it. Was talking about us as a band is that we were never even close to being the most talented band. Ever. God no, but, God no, dude. But we we were we we, were, we went all out to make our songs as interesting as possible. We to to, to sort of mask maybe a lack exactly. of, a lack of overall exactly. talent. We use chemistry and interesting song structures to yep. be like to show people like oh don't you think that we're really good in reality. We probably couldn't play a lot of the stuff that other local bands play. Card no. no, but we 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 just tried really hard to make interesting songs, and, and thing, I think I think for the most part we succeeded at that. And the thing of it is too is that, and I'm not again I'm not saying this to stroke our egos or anything like that. That's not what this episode is about. This episode is about us reflecting on a big chunk of our lives. This yeah. was, uh, you know our it was all of our it was, it was all literally our twenties our entire twenties that this was. It was something when someone would come up to us and be like, "You guys are the tightest band I've ever seen." Yeah, uh, people, people in other bands that were way more talented, not only as individuals but way more talented in their bands. Yeah, yeah. Come up to us and say, "You guys, that's the tightest you all have ever sounded." Yeah. And I would say, "That yeah, thank you." And but I would you're say, wrong. "Sir, you guys were actually better." Yeah, you guys were actually better than us. <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was always cool to be the, the opening band and, and sort of like still set the like, pace. Like, yeah, be like like oh. We didn't expect that from yeah. that band. That was always yeah. cool. My number one is Eradication. I'm to my number two. Oh. My number one is not Eradication. What's your number two? My number two is Cycle. Is it? Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. But go ahead. Your number one is Eradication. <laughs> I don't know what's Eradication. I'll just breeze over mine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that you didn't Bye. say your number two. My bad. Anyway, number one is Cycle's Eradication. Cool. Uh, like I said, I have Cycle at 15. No. It's cool. It's just, you know, hmm. It's cool. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, eradication. I just think artistically, it's 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 the most disturbing, darkest, and interesting song we ever did. And sure. I'm, I'm glad we went back and was able to like, put that out on the last album. Yeah. That's it. And I really loved play- that kind of set. The- I really loved playing that weird song in front of 700 people at the levee. <laughs> Dude, here's the thing. That song was going to come out one way or the other anyway. Because that was kind of the cat. When, when we talked when we talked about the EP, yeah. that was the first thing. It's like eradication's got to go on. Eradication's great. Yeah. Love that one because it was done. We were just sitting on it. Do you remember? We, we I believe we played a we played one show where you know I said the teachings, which we ended up I ended up cutting to like a minute and a half. Yeah, 
But we played the seven-minute-long version of the teachings, connected to momentary, connected and connected to that to eradication. We played that straight through. We opened the show with that. Yeah. We, we, played would do, like, we would do some wild, questionable things sometimes. That was our 2112. And I remember, I remember one person that I respect a lot said that was really cool. And I was like, that's all I wanted. I don't care if anybody says anything <laughs> who else said, to who, me. Said, who said that? It was our friend Bivar. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, Bivar's awesome. like, that sounded really I cool. Bivar. But yeah, that, that's our... What's your number one? My number one's Manny. How can it not be your number one? Well, Manny really—it's my number ten. Uh, How is that? Not it is a very exciting one? song. It's just not. It's just. It's just not. I don't know. There, there was other beauty songs that I liked more, you know. But I did think. I do think that set the pace for our beauty sounds. It was the first song that people heard a recording from for us. And yeah. That let people know, hey, this is gonna be the sound this on the is next what album. This is gonna be. Yeah. Brace yourself. And I really do. I really do. I, I really. I, I, there's nothing that I don't like about Manny. There might be yeah. like one lyric that I don't love in it, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's our. That's Meet Me in the Matinee, and we're not pop punk. We're not pop punk. No, we, we don't, are not. And we don't fit in. We don't fit in. <laughs> and and for and, and honestly, honestly, we're going to. Uh, we're we're not. Uh, what was what was the term that was used? Uh, we're not forcing anything. Sure. I don't know what you're talking I'll, about. I'll explain off the air. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see here. What we got? So, we're, yeah, we're next. Um, like I said, I'm going to be on vacation. So we're going to have to record this next episode literally, literally the day before it comes out. Then we're not going to do that because that would be something yeah. you would have I'll, to. I thought, we decided, I thought we decided what we were going to do. What were we going to do? I thought we had decided that we were just going to do music trivia. That's right. We're not, we're not drawing out of that. I'm not going to have time to prep. I just need to be able to walk in and be like, oh, here's the so episode. Because I am not going to prep on vacation. Well, I'm not going to do a daggone bit of work well, on vacation. I, it, once you hear what I just pulled out of here, you might be a what little upset. What did you pull out? Yeah, I'll tell you off tell the air. You, okay. Um, so yes, that's that's fine. Next was it week great? it was. Oh man, it's pretty good. Maybe maybe just hold hold on. That we'll do that next week. Uh, we'll just we'll, 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 it'll, it'll get pulled. It'll, okay, it'll get pulled out. It'll get pulled out. Okay. Um, it's it, okay. It's kind of too soon for it. Let's put it that okay. way. Um, anyway, uh, Caleb, where can people find us? They can find us by typing in chat from a hat on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and X. X slash Twitter. And if X. you want to email us, you can email us at chatfromahatcast at gmail X. <laughs> um, yes. So next week we're going to be doing movie trivia. Nancy will be here. Is Caleb be... going to lose his mind again like he did on the on the movie? <laughs> oh God! Josh stopped. Josh keeps saying that like I'm going to win music trivia. I don't know what world he's living in. Buddy, uh, buddy, listen. This one is going to be the one where you and I are going to look like fools. I might. Yeah. I, fools. We are going to be common likely. fools. Is you know what, what I'm going to do be. all throughout the beach. I'm just going to learn music trivia the whole week. <laughs> I'm not. Gonna, you're going to sit on I'm going to listen to my Yacht Rock soundtrack. And maybe maybe the movie tri- mo- the music trivia will be heavy on, on Yacht Rock. Maybe. Like, which Steely Dan album? <laughs> well, folks, we will talk to you next week. We're going to be doing some music trivia. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed our little walk through time and our little memory of Meet Me in the Matinee. And what's your if you were a fan and you saw us play or anything, what was your what's your favorite Meet Me in the Matinee? What's your favorite memory of us and what's your favorite song? song. What's your favorite yeah. album? What's anything? Just what's anything, anything related to us. What was your favorite yeah. thing? Yeah. Positive stuff, y'all. Positive we stuff. were we Jeez, were assholes. God. We know. Yeah, me. Was an <laughs> asshole. We know. <laughs> Sometimes. So, folks, uh, we will talk to you next week, and we will be doing some music trivia. <laughs>